scene was so thick. Low rise, 77 Seville, L dogs, them but them blacks, all the players, all the hustlers. I'm talking about a black man having here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's beginning to look a lot like Last Christmas Hey Joe, can we not get sued? What this year, about you? We've done so good so far. We don't know. We're having a good time. Pirate, pirate music you all the time. You can't have a final episode of the year about us getting sued. They can pirate these nuts. Airdrop. Hi. I can sue us. <laughs> Who's going to sue us? I will. Okay. Well, I'm surprised, honestly, I haven't been sued by like any music company. Because nobody listens to this show. You wouldn't get sued. They just take the music out. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Remember that time I thought they did? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Welcome to Movication, welcome to movie-cation. Welcome what to Movication, everyone. I am the host of this show, Joseph. No, you're not. Who Who puts out the schedule? Who puts out Me. the topics of discussion? Me. Who puts out the plan of attack as far as episodes go? Who, Who did that today? Who is the concrete of this show? Joe, you don't do shit. Who, whose yeah, idea was... was this show in the first place? I think mine. Mm? You just back. Was me it up. though? I pitched it to you. <laughs> Actually, you kind of did after Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah, fuck you. But Joe it was does... because of my it was because of my genius ass fucking reviews genius, that you huh? were like, I like this guy. Yeah. Yet you brought the worst thing you can bring to the table. Which is cold? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's the holiday, so go ahead and do the intro, buddy. Because I love you. It's the holiday season. Holiday <laughs> season. I don't know. Rudy, the lyrics. Doo, 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 doo. I'm going to go hang And they're coming now. down the holiday town. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway. Hit the welcome intro. to Moviecation Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brady. I'm one of your other hosts, Joe. I'm Cole. I'm Tyler. And it is the last episode of the year. Ever. Yay. Yay. Thank God. <laughs> Someone's gonna die. Someone's, Someone's gonna, gonna die. die. Why are you spoiling my death this early in the episode? Because you're gonna die first. John obviously. dies at the end. Cole dies at the beginning. <laughs> Cole dies in the middle. <laughs> How are we doing, boys? I'm alive. I mean, I'm doing. I mean, I just took my heart medication, so I guess I'm good for now. Trying to make oh, sure wait, my wait, car wait. doesn't wait. explode on me. It's the last episode. It's the last episode of the year, so one last. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> Is that a Mountain Dew? Hold on. No, it's a Sprite. All right, ready? Let's try it further away from the mic. All right. Uh, well, and kind of yeah, like a that was premature. Yeah. Now it's gonna go flat. All right, whatever. <laughs> well, that's not you. Through a whole twelve pack opening them. That's not what you said you were gonna drink tonight. Yeah, well, what happened to the eggnog and Shirley Temple? Yeah, you guys didn't want it. I'll I'll send so, five I'm... bucks right now. 
I'd have to go downstairs and get the eggnog. Go get it. We can we entertain. Can hold, we can hold down the fort. I'm not going to send you $5. Are we sending you $5? I'm not doing this. I don't know if I could do this. Maybe <laughs> nah. next year. It'll be like Velocipaster of next year. We'll tease oh, it and okay. never do it. That's fine, but I didn't know you are a little bitch. <laughs> well, we're actually doing Velocipaster. Shut up, Cole. You're not supposed to spoil it. Yeah, Ugh. shut the fuck up, Cole. Go. That was the Christmas present to the audience. Now, this is why yeah. you're dying. <laughs> oh, fuck. What's your pacemaker right. work? One, two, three, four, five. Damn, Joe. Yeah, Cole. If we if we like strap a um, you know, a little defibrillator to you, what would happen? I don't know. Ma- magic. I'm assuming. Start making your pace, sense. Would your pacemaker start working again? Like, would it? No, the wire the like on? bent the fuck out. Like the, that shit ain't working. Would they go in there and just yank it? Yank your wires out? That's fucked up, bro. No, like I bent the wires and they didn't want to do anything. They're like, nah, we're not going. Why would you bend the wires? That's so weird. No one told me I wasn't supposed to be doing sit-ups in gym class. Well, I don't know who told you you (laughs) weren't supposed to do sit-ups, but I do sit-ups all the time and my wires don't bend. What What the fuck is wrong with your body? My shit's also in my fucking abdomen because I was like five. So is mine. Small as fuck. Oh, well. I don't know. Maybe they put mine in wrong. I don't know. It seems like they did put have, something in wrong. Have the You're auto out here wires. Hey, Cole. Yo. Have the auto shop look at that tomorrow, too, okay? Yeah. Just have them open up. It's my hug. ass. <laughs> Just, like, jump on the little thing that they, like, lift the cars on and be like, let's go, boys. <laughs> the mechanic walks up and pulls up Cole's chest opens. <laughs> Just a fucking a chest, burder, chest burster pops out. Hell no, yeah. what happened? I can tell you what happened. Really, it it was the it was uh two thousand the summer of two thousand eight. Cole had just seen Iron Man. And he goes, you know what? I want Iron Man's pacemaker. So he stood <laughs> next to a microwave until it killed itself. <laughs> and he's never gotten Iron Man's pacemaker since. Sad day. You heard Iron the line. Tony Stark. Iron Man. You heard the line. Tony Stark made this in the damn cave. <laughs> he's like, you know what? He's right. Tony Stark made this in a cave with a box of scraps. Well, I'm not Tony Stark. And then they brought that guy back in Far From Home, and I was so happy. And then Cole's like, you know what? I can do that. I got scraps at home. <laughs> Ma, where's the duct tape? <laughs> All right, boys. So it's the end of the year. Let's uh. Let's make a nice wholesome episode. Uh... <laughs> we already passed that bar. Who am I kidding? Come on, let's fuck this shit up. <laughs> Disrespect your surroundings. So what's on oh, the docket? Shit. I gotta today? delete this. I forgot to tag Joe. What's, oh, on no. the, uh, what's on the docket for today's boys? Well, let's start with Cole's. I told Cole he could have as long as he brought the same energy. So he better bring the same energy. Ah, yes. Cole can have his little Five Nights at Freddy suck fest over there. Okay. Let's go. So same energy. If I don't feel it, I'm canceling. Uh, it. Okay. Okay. So Five Nights at Freddy's, for those who don't know, it's essentially it's a horror game where you're a security guard in a pizzeria and you're watching the animatronics and you know, making sure they making sure they stay in their place and whatnot. Okay. Well, they could come out and kill you. Uh, the whole, but the reason it really took off is because of the lore. And it's like, 
some kids got murdered. This dude got stuff to do a suit. There's all this crazy shit going on. They're making Blumhouse is making a movie. Warner Brothers was supposed to do it all the way back in 2015. Nothing ever happened with that. That's how that's why we ended up getting that banana splits movie because it was an unused script for the FNAF movie. But now Blumhouse is doing it. We finally got casting news. Matthew Lillard is playing who, you know, Stu from Scream, Shaggy from the live action Scooby-Doo movies. He's going to be playing William Afton, the creator of the animatronics and the guy, the guy who murdered the five kids. So he's playing the villain. And then we've got Josh, what's the fuckers now? Josh Hutcherson from the Hunger Games movies. And he's playing Mike Schmidt. What's up, Joe? I'm doing the Hunger Games sign. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's playing Mike Schmidt, who is the security guard you play as. And I believe it's the first game. And what's what's cool about that, you look, find out later on the series that he's actually Michael Afton, William Afton's son. So he's playing the son. And they cast two new characters that I'm not from, that aren't from the games. They, uh, so we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, they, like they ca- there's this act- young actress they cast as Michael's sister, Abby, but in the games her name is Elizabeth. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Whatever. Uh, I'm excited. Pro- production starts in February. It's slated to go until the first week of April. I'm hyped as hell. I I have a strong suspicion we may get this movie late next year. Because Blumhouse typically has a pretty decent turnaround time. Because I know the latest Halloween movie just finished filming like earlier this year, like in April or May or something, right? Nope. Our Halloween expert scene, no. They 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 filmed like, they filmed uh, fall of last year. Jamie Lee Curtis was only on set for like 11 days total. Um, They did like, post-production like cleanup shots earlier this year but it was all pretty much filmed last year okay i must be mistaken then but i know that typically blumhouse is a pretty quick turnaround time because i feel like if it doesn't come out late next year we're gonna get saddled with a january 2024 release which is just i don't like that because january to be fair it seems like a january movie no this is gonna may not to be it's not gonna blow up like you think it is i'm sorry but it isn't yeah there's there's a reason it was in development hell like yeah something's wrong with it (laughs) no it so the reason it was in development hell for so long for so long is because the creator uh scott coffin after warner brother after it went dead at warner brothers he jumped in he's like i want to be like involved with this from day one and he said he threw out like 10 different scripts. Like he kept throwing them out because he wanted to get he wanted to make sure the script was perfect. Correction, you you are right. Uh Halloween Ends was filmed January 19th of this year until about February 22nd. Okay. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jamie Lee Curtis only filmed from January 25th to February 22nd, but ultimately filming concluded on March 2022. Okay. So I was right. Okay. But was to be right. fair, to be fair, horror movies are easy turnarounds. They are. They That's are. why they make so many of them. They're cheap as hell to make. Right. 
that's why I'm thinking so, we'll probably see this next year. That's um, that's why Blumhouse turns around films. Like I know they're in the middle of making Exorcist. I wanna, no, well, he's no, that's just David Gordon Green. I don't think that's Blumhouse. Um I think it is. Hold on. Happy Death Day Three, I think. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know they were doing a third one. Or it might be freaky too. Ooh, hell yeah. Which I like both of those. I mean, I get yeah. it. It's literally just Groundhog Day horror version. Yeah, Blumhouse and is Freaky uh, Friday horror like, version. Blumhouse okay, I thought it was just David Gordon Green. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, so that's the FNAF news. I'm, it's, oh, also it was announced back in like, this was the first news we got about in ages back in August. Uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop is doing the animatronics. So I'm hyped. That's the selling point for me, to be honest. Yeah, because. Yeah, if you think back to what they did in the I 90s, still have no interest in whatever movies. this fucking thing is. <laughs> did you ever like, play the game, Brady? No, but there's your problem. No interest in it. So, but that's your problem because like, you're fine. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. On that's the same one level. of my problems. Let's let's. If we want to get real, that's just one of my problems. Yeah. One of your problems. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm not as excited as Cole is, but I am interested in this movie because I I watched uh, like playthroughs of it still and. Like it still scares the shit out of me. Like, I mean, not like really, really, but like, it gets me down to that kid level of fear. It's a fun game to watch people play. There's not much to this story, so it'll be cool to kind of see what they do with it. Um, and but yeah, I feel like it is it is a bit past its prime because I don't like I don't feel like Five Nights at Freddy's is on the the same platform it used to be. Like as far as yeah level of interest, yeah. But I think people will still go out to check it out. I will say it's still in the public consciousness because there was a game that came out last year. It's not going to be like the Slender Man movie where by the time it came out, it was like, what the fuck is Slender Man? Yeah. So that was a movie that happened. Um, I hope this doesn't end up like that. I paid money to go sit in a theater to watch that movie. I had a whole group of like eight people. I brought a whole group of Actually, no, I think I had movie pass at the time. I, I brought a dude from high school who I hadn't seen since graduation. I'm like, Yo, let's go see this movie, and then I haven't spoken to him since. So, what a bad date. So, Slender Man ruins friendships. <laughs> um, to be no, honest, that curious. movie, that movie just came out at a terrible time because it came out like literally months after those two girls like murdered their right. friend. Yeah, in the name of Slenderman, and like yeah. that was the plot wasn't there, but the plot was there, and you're just like, really, yeah. really, <laughs> but uh. No, I'm excited for the. I'm I'm cautious. I'm cautiously optimistic. I hope it'll be good, but I know Joe said there's not much story. There is. It's one of those things where you kind of have to put the pieces together. There's a lot there, and I'm curious to see what exactly they're gonna try and cover. Because you got you've got like a million different restaurants. You've got a million different animatronics. Yeah, but to to make it, you know, I'm sure it's just gonna be the, the first make game. It, make it interesting for the audience. Right. Yeah, I'm sure it's just going to be the, just the first game, essentially. Yeah. Which would be fine, because, yeah, I've yeah. seen the other games, and they're interesting uh, concepts. But, yeah, just, you know, start like, from the beginning. Like, we're not going to get the fucking mall that's all FNAF shit. Like, we're not yeah, going to yeah, get yeah. that in the first movie. Just keep it simple, something that will appeal to the audience, and get yourself in there. Right. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. We'll see. So moving on, you also have some DC news, don't you? I do have some Man, DC. we have a lot of DC news. We got a shit ton of DC yeah, news. Yeah, DC. So much. Fuck. So hold on. Last last time we talked at the at the time, 
it was literally the only DC news news we really had was James Gunn took over and Wonder Woman got canceled. Right. Um, since then, there's been hella rumors. Some turns out to be true. Some turns out to not be true. Like some we don't know. The, to go off the Wonder Woman room or the Wonder Woman news. Right after that broke, there was a rumor that the reason the project got canceled was because Patty Jenkins stepped down. And Patty Jenkins quickly came out and said, nope, that's not true. Um, it was definitely DC's decision. And I'm not upset about it at all because I am actually currently in active development for Rogue One. Or sorry, not Rogue One. Rogue, Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Which, I'm which by the way, just just so the audience knows, active development literally means they're they're spending the least amount of money possible to move that project forward mm -hmm. it's literally they're emailing people back and forth about here's an idea for this here's an idea there's literally no there's no sets built there's no cast there's nothing it's literally we're not seeing that for another four to five years at they're, most they're just talking about it working on it but um, also I, I saw with her that they they asked her to come back too or like she had to look for like with another script and she said nano dice. Yeah, but that's what I saw. To be fair, a lot of part of the a lot of the reason why Wonder Woman 3 got canceled was the reaction to Wonder Woman 84. 84 it, was not good, man. It was fine. Exactly. And there you go. It was, it was... 84 84 had a tear. I was thinking about, I was listening to another podcast earlier, Batman Beyond, as I do. Um, and they said something that I really kind of like had to pause the show and think about it for a minute. And they're right. That movie has a completely different Wonder Woman in it than we got in the first Wonder Woman. And that's specifically on the idea of Diana Prince is built out of clay by Zeus. So she's essentially molded by Zeus. And when she comes to life, she has like no idea what a man is because she lives on Themys Themyscira or whatever it's called. Yeah, Themyscira. Um, her whole life, you know, so like it's completely 100% women. She doesn't know what a man is. She meets Steve Rogers or whatever his name is. Um, That's not it. Steve Trevor. Whatever. <laughs> close enough. Rogers, Trevor, close enough. Um, it's a beautiful thing in neighborhood, you know. Um, but he meet she meets him. She she kind of gets to know him, but like it, there wasn't it was there wasn't like much there. And then in the second movie, it's a completely different character turn where all of a sudden she like not do anything without him around. And it's like really like you're telling me she's a hundred percent like boy crazy now, like the strongest woman in the world, like this this all powerful goddess is now reduced to. Oh, I can't do anything without a man. Yeah. Look at look at similar characters, not just female wise, but part like character who doesn't know anything else but what they grew up in, and then they get attached to one person. So it's it's a common occurrence, and I can. It's a common occurrence, but for that character, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And to be honest, like I felt like Wonder Woman was very strong in Batman versus Superman. And then in her first movie, she was phenomenal. I love the first one. It was great. I was like, this is, I was like, all right, now we're getting somewhere. But then with 84, I felt like Pedro Pascal really carried the movie with his story arc. 
as like cheesy so as he was, it could as be cheesy better. as he was, you know, it was good, but it could have been better. <laughs> I still haven't so seen one other, the movies. So let me tell you, when I heard that he was gonna be playing Maxwell Lord, I was so excited for that movie. Then I saw it and I was like, all right, it was fine, I guess. <laughs> So what other DC news do you have, Cole? Because you've been kind of keeping up with it. Where we're currently at in terms of the DCU, Ben Affleck is gone. However, James Gunn has stated that they've had discussions. He wants to direct something. They want him to direct something. They're just trying to find the right project. Uh, Cavill, gone. There's a potential opportunity to work together in the future on something, not Superman. But they're going with a younger uh, Superman Clark Kent story. Which, if they're trying to reboot this whole thing, cool. I'm cool with that. Good. Uh, Gal, Gal Gadot, probably gone. Uh, Mamoa. So, we don't know if he's officially gone, but the rumor, there's a there's a big rumor going around that he's staying, and they're going to recast him as Lobo, who's essentially this space bounty hunter, who, if you look him up, looks exactly like Jason Mamoa. So I'm I if they if that's the route they go, hyped hyped as fuck like to make that happen. Uh, Dwayne Johnson <laughs> gone. Oh, he's gone. Or no, he's not. Yeah, no, he's not. He's, he put he's out gone a statement. Now. Okay, gotcha. yeah, and you need to be clear about that because he did put out a big statement. As much as Cole wants him to move his ego somewhere else, he put out a statement saying that him and James Gunn have been friends for years and they are in talks to not necessarily have them in this first part of whatever DC is going to do, but yeah. down the road. But as of right now, he's not in the, in the current plans. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it's the, and here's the entry. Now this, I don't know. I did Zachary Levi. So someone had responded to a tweet saying that Zachary Levi was gone and they're like, oh, I don't want this to be true, yada, yada, yada. And Zachary Levi responded, oh, I really wouldn't go believing everything you see on the internet. I'm Gucci. We all Gucci. And I don't, maybe, James Gunn seems to have been reaching out to everyone. Maybe he reached out to Zach and he was like, hey, don't worry. You're good. You're not, you're fine. Maybe that happened. Maybe he's just thinking, oh, I got a movie coming out next year. I'm good. I don't know. I know this is biased because I do want them to reboot and start over. I want them to keep him because I feel like he. The, so the Shazam, the first Shazam movie to me is the best thing they've done. And it's also my favorite DC movie, period. I And I want them to keep Zachary Levi. It was pretty good. Yeah. No, I, the best, I love the that best movie. thing they did was Green Lantern. Duh, everyone knows that. Funny how the character who is essentially a child who turns into a man. <laughs> is your favorite character fuck off joe what a i just felt like they really hit says the, the says the, the kid that also posted adults are buying more toys than kids and you're like yeah we do <laughs> buddy that's not something to be proud all with three dollars in his account they struck the right balance between humor and emotion i i will agree with cole zachary levi as as shazam is a very good fit um, I don't know too much about Shazam. I just know him from Young Justice because they pair him off with the with the younger group because they still see him as a child, even though he's a, a, a grown up. Um, he is a child. And yeah. his 
I mean, he has that that men- mentality of a kid still, and he's very young. And I feel like Zachary Levi really did uh, very well pulling off the humor for it. So yeah, like right. I agree. Like he's a perfect casting for that. Great. And um, I think it was like a day or two ago, James Gunn said, uh, next month we'll be getting our first news about what's coming as far as his reboot, as far as his rebooted uh, DCU. I think he's like uh, within the first week of January, right? I think so. Um, one, because I know they've already pitched it, to D, pit, they've pitched it to DC. And one other thing I want to point out, Shazam's coming out next year. Flash is coming out next year. Aquaman's coming out next year. Blue Beetle is coming out next year. The only one of those movies that James Gunn has posted about or talked about is Blue Beetle. I don't know if it's going to be involved in these plans, but I have a feeling he's going to at least keep Blue Beetle. If he if that's the only one he's talk, talking about and promoting, I don't know. That's just my theory. Because he hasn't said shit about Shazam or Aquaman. He, he's not going to say shit about Flash because that's dead in the water as is should be <laughs> i don't hope they uh oh they, they i heard re-edit. some other rumors today i hope they Sorry, re-edit some of the shazam because what i've seen so far doesn't look good i i'm not excited for the new shazam i i i've talked about this before i feel like they're going the wrong route with the villains they should have followed up on the post-credit scene from the first one where they introduced mr mind i get it you can't have a you can't have a talking psychic worm as the villain of your movie pair him up with pair him up with someone i don't care make it happen because jesus Um, make that movie happen so i did hear because of all this takeover kevin feige like basically having a kevin feige for dc now um flash has been re-edited and michael keaton is no longer in it I haven't heard that, but I have heard that Henry Cavill and Gal, Gal Gadot are no longer in it. This is coming from someone within the pretty well knowledgeable within the world who? of Hollywood, Mark Bernardin, okay. who is a writer. So yeah. because the way they're looking at it is if we're not going to do anything with it, why have it in the movie? Well, because Batgirl was supposed to set that up. Well, Batgirl, but also Batman Beyond. Yeah, yeah, Batman Beyond. Which, by the way, no one heard about until it got canceled, I'm just saying. But financially kind of does make sense to edit out people that you're not going to use anymore. Yeah, and that sucks because that's my favorite Batman, period, is Michael Keaton. Didn't need him, though. There's why. But but to talk about... To, but here's the thing he's being repl- supposedly being replaced with Ben Affleck yeah for like that one movie well Ben no Ben Affleck was that. already in the movie it was supposed to be him and Affleck hmm. that's what it's been from the him start and Keaton. him and Keaton yeah it was Affleck and Keaton in fact the um, footage the footage they showed at Comic Con this year they there was like no flash in that footage it was all Keaton there was no flash in that footage because as because they couldn't, was, like, because they couldn't, they can't fucking promote they it with the Flash because the Flash is a goddamn criminal. <laughs> goddamn, I'm a criminal. I was gonna say something else, but then you have to censor me. <laughs> something about that just sounded very old ladyish. <laughs> goddamn criminal, all of them. There's uh, a tree cut down. <laughs> Cut down my tree, goddamn criminals. All right, kiss my grits. 
All right. Uh, speaking of DC, though, um, this kind of goes into it a little bit. I have a surprise uh, news thing I want to talk about. And again, this comes from Ooh. Fat Man Beyond, and this is a good insider thing that could possibly happen. Um, and it kind of goes back to, you know, DC topic. It kind of goes back to news that we talked about earlier this year when um, Discovery took over Warner Brothers and all that. Come May, there could be another writer strike. Hmm. Uh, that's hmm. when a lot of contracts are up. It, mostly in TV, it seems like. Um, and streaming, and people are starting to realize streaming um, is not the route to go. Yeah, no shit. Um, not not because of like probably what you're thinking, but... HBO Max. No, not even that. Um, think, think about like this. Uh, Back in the day, it was a huge deal for George Clooney to be on ER, right? Mm -hmm. Like, big Hollywood actor, he's doing a TV show. Yeah. I was actually, he was in some stuff before that. But he's, he primarily started he, on, on, the, on the show. He was, uh, he was also in South Park. He played Stan's gay dog, Sparky. No one cares about South Park. I'm just, I'm just saying. Anyway. I didn't, okay, I thought he was. I thought he was a little bit fit more famous or whatever before he was on ER. But I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. He did. But George Clooney has also been known to tell other actors you should do TV, and here's why: it's a good business decision because I don't know about as much anymore channels that would play ER. But like, think about like Charmed. It's ran on like TNT four thousand times yeah. a day. You know, same with so Friends. All, all those writers. All those actors are getting residual checks out the ass. Sure, they're only like 20 cents probably, but those residuals add up. So when you write for a streaming service like Netflix, you get paid for your one episode. You get one check and that's it because there's no reruns. So there's no residual. Yep. And it's starting to piss off writers. So a lot of contracts are up in May. And so there's, there's options. There's renew your contract there's renegotiate everything to try to figure out a better deal or you strike or then we're going to be out of and the next thing you know we're going to have 20 million versions of reality tv squid games probably like six season of big brother love is blind four thousand times on fucking netflix like reality shows going to become a big thing again because the writers go on strike because they're not getting paid and as much as we were all like, what the fuck is, you know, Zasloff doing over at Warner Brothers when he took over? While his, like, approach to it is is dumb as hell, um, it also makes sense. Be it's dumb as hell because he was canceled projects they had already paid for. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like the Scooby-Doo movie, like the Batgirl movie. Yeah. There was, a, there was a show on HBO Max called The Minks. It had Jake Johnson in it. And it was basically about, I think, like, Playgirl or, like, a Playgirl magazine-type situation. Like, the first female-centric, like, basically Playboy for women. They apparently were, had written and completed seven episodes worth of season two. Boom. Canceled. Mid-production. Mid because they didn't want to spend any more money on it. And it's it's dumb that he's going about that approach. But you also have to think about it, like... 
how many like you got to pay those people uh, sure it's only once but you still got to pay them and if you don't have money how the hell are you going to pay them thing though going into the purchase of of warner brothers from discovery they didn't have enough to cover it that's what I, that's exactly what so that's why about. he started canceling stuff because oh, he needed the money yeah well it's so like, like, why, why go into a transaction you don't have the funds for and then just just ruin everything but not to, to be fair, like I mean, still Warner Brothers didn't really have the greatest, uh, you know, path lined up. I mean, there is some potential what they were going with, but honestly, with I feel like you, Flash was going to be like your your checkpoint uh, for everything, and it was turned into a you know fucking trash fire because of Ezra Miller. Still, like, yeah, it, Flash it was sense. supposed to save and reboot everything, and now. <laughs> But here's the here's the other thing though. Um I I do kind of want to learn, like maybe I can figure out how to learn this a little bit more, how streaming revenue works. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but apparently they have started or are in the process of taking off because Westworld got canceled on HBO. And now they are in the process of taking it off of HBO Max. And it's because if they take it off and don't make it available anywhere they don't have to pay whatever residual would come out of it i think it's already off i think i saw the other day that it came off on uh, the 18th okay yeah so but because because they took it off and they're optioning to not sell it to like netflix to stream or anything like that they don't have to pay people again so therefore they can save money yeah and that's why ultimately zaslov decided hey let's can these movies and get the tax break because that gets some money in my pocket. It's it's essentially what's that phrase? Robbing Peter to pay Paul or some shit like that. But like it it's 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 basically pawning off like jewelry just to make some quick cash. Yeah. To save yourself, like because you need to pay a bill or two. You know, like I've I've myself have paid off. Like I literally had like oh. I need to put some gas in my car. Let me sell a few records off and I'll go put gas in my car instead. I mean, I've done it before. It's 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 dumb as hell, but I've done it before. So yeah. I like while it was dumb for him to do something as far as like A, it's completed, and B, you putting it out would have possibly put some revenue into your into your stream. So for him to cancel it, that's dumb because it was already completed and all that. But at the same time, it does sort of make sense. Not a whole lot, but it does. And so it's interesting to see. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens come May. Because I think the last big show to kind of take off and be a, a rerun hit was probably Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. Like... They have like the Goldbergs on ABC that's ran like 12 seasons at this point. It's one of the longest running sitcoms on ABC, I think. Um, but I don't think they syndicate it anywhere. I don't think so either. Uh, but Big Bang Theory is syndicated all over TBS and everything. Yeah. And it plays like, I mean, if if you tune on TBS right now, you're either watching Big Bang Theory or probably like Wipeout. I'm trying to think. Supernatural is either on TBS or TNT. They they put it somewhere. Supernatural's on TNT, but okay, that's its that's original. Right. That's its original channel. No, CW. It was on. Oh, it was shit, on, the, right, it was on right. the WB, yeah, and it changed to the CW. Because when did Supernatural start playing? Like when 2005. it first. 
Okay, so yeah, I remember they they syndicated it pretty early because I remember recovering from surgery and like TNT would play an episode of Charm and an episode of Supernatural, an episode of Charm and an episode of Supernatural. Yeah. Like I that's what they did. It was on the WB and then the WB changed to the CW, I believe. Yeah. Do you think we'll see a writer strike again? Because the last um, one lasted something like 130 days. I, I think I it's think possible. I think it's a high. I think it's. I'm shocked. One, we haven't had one. It's been what, like 15 years since we've had one. What was it? Was it was probably like the 2000. It was probably like the 2007, eight-ish. 2007, yeah, yeah. It, it was like around. right when Big Bang Theory started too. Yeah, it's it about to be around time that time. One, they, they talk I'm about that. It hasn't happened. They talk about that in the um, the Office Ladies podcast. How I think like a couple seasons in the. Not the writer's guild. Uh, yeah, I think it was the writer's guild. They season. I think it was season four because remember the episodes were weren't from thirty minutes to an hour. It was because they just ended up combining episodes. That's because right. Because they yeah, didn't yeah. have enough to fill out a season. Right. So uh, and they're like, we're so <clears throat> sorry because they were still going to work, and the staff and the crew were like, it's okay. I like, don't. It, this isn't about you know. We're not mad at you. Keep working. We understand. Oh we yeah, because they were crossing the line. Yeah. 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 Um. I think it's, I mean, it's necessary every, you know, every so often. I mean, look at everything that goes on. You know, they have to rewrite their CBA. They need to make sure that, that they're getting the the benefits and everything they need. It, it's, it happens. But it's also, necessary. here's the other thing. It's kind of their, like, Netflix or whatever streaming services fault. If you think about it. Because let me, I mean, yeah, we've but talked like, about... Hold on. No, let me, we've talked about this before and here's a perfect example. Here's my favorite example. Really? When season two of stranger things came out, they were blowing it up because it's stranger things it's season two, stranger things. Right. Yeah. You know what else came out literally like two, 12 days later after stranger things season two, the first season of Mindhunter, And it was not advertised at all. Now don't get me wrong. I love stranger things. I absolutely fucking love Mindhunter as well. That was a fucking great show. And I get not everyone's going to like it, but Netflix spent all its advertising money on one thing versus a really good property that they put out and then ended up getting canceled early. So Netflix kind of eats itself by pushing a show like Wednesday or The Sandman or Squid Games. But they haven't pushed anything like their crime documentaries, which always pop off when they get picked, when people pick them up and things like that. But to be fair with the crime docs, I mean, everyone watches those. They're every they don't they, they don't need that much. You're right, but only every once in a while does one turn into making a murder or yeah. the girl in the picture. It's like Netflix could release five crime documentaries in a year, and maybe two of them pop off. And then, and that's when Netflix goes, "Hey, let's start advertising this because it seems to be picking up." And, th- and that's the case with uh, the blockbuster TV show. They released like an image of it. They released a t- They released a trailer of it, and then it got canceled after one season. Now, that to be fair, that show sucked. Yeah, it was bad. I, I got five episodes in, and I stopped. I saw a couple, and it was bad. I mean, just watching I watched the first the, episode. I texted you guys when I was watching the first episode and told you how bad it was. Yeah. And then I went back and tried to watch it again from two onward. And I got like two more episodes in. And I was like, it, this is like watching paint dry. Like, it's terrible. Yeah. And it wasn't good. like I went, I figured it, or it was called Blockbuster. It was barely about the fucking store. 
Like, I don't care about these characters. Well, it was Show never me... going to be about the story. It was I never know, the story. If they wanted to... You always focus on the wrong thing, Cole. You always focus on the wrong thing, dude. They focused on the wrong thing. No, you, you always focus on the I'm trying to give thing. the people what they want, Joe. Real quick, uh, just because I I thought it was different, but uh, Mindhunter didn't get canceled. It just, uh, they put the potential for a third season on indefinite hold because uh, the guy who created it wanted to pursue other projects. But he yeah, may David revisit Fincher. the series in the future. Yeah, but here's the thing. David Fincher wanted to make Mink which is on Netflix. It's a Netflix original movie. Um, Mink didn't do shit. Yeah. It, it did nothing for Netflix. was like, all right, we'll put, we'll put Mindhunter on hold so you can make your passion project. Mink made nothing for Netflix. It did not pop off like they thought it would. Um, also, all the, all the actors like Jonathan Graff and the guy who plays Bill Tench and things like that, from, he's, he, uh, he's one of the dudes from Fight Club. He's the first guy to go, so in life, his name is Robert Paulson. Um, that's how I know him. Uh, but they're all out of their contracts. It's on def- It's on indefinite hold with Netflix. Yeah, sure. But they all said, hey, we can't do anything. Releases from our contracts. And they had to. Yeah. I just. So I, then when the, like, I, I hope it comes back. But then that comes back to the fold of, well, when it comes back, now they have to pay those people again because yeah. they fucked up. I, I think it's been way too long anyways at this point <laughs> but and i'll be honest season two only like season two is amazing but i also kind of feel like season two was only amazing to me because i'm like oh shit this is like atlanta history right here because oh, yeah. no, it's I, about it's mostly about the atlanta child murders but that drew me in so well because i've never heard of that of all that happening and i was like holy so you shit. know the you know the whole uh it's 8 p.m do you know where your kids are at it's yeah, because yeah. of those. Yeah, and see, I I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I started watching that. I was like, holy shit! But then, like, the, as and then they have the underlying the other killer. Uh, oh yeah, BTK. BTK. Like you yeah. set up BTK, BTK and they don't go anywhere with it. I was so excited for that. That's and the I was and like, that's holy shit. and that's what most of the fans are upset about is we don't get any closure with BTK. Now the idea that I keep hearing getting thrown around is David Fincher is like, well, if we do come back, we're gonna time jump because obviously we can't have it set in the the late 80s again or early 80s again so we're gonna time jump to 2005 where they're catching btk and i'm like hell yes all for this okay yeah because you know how he got caught right because he's a fucking idiot (laughs) i don't know how he got caught he got caught by using his church computer or some shit like that he's also like a fucking idiot he started uh taunting like the the police and stuff like that like sending letters and stuff like that and in one of the letters, he straight up asked, like, by the way, if I were to send you like a, a floppy disk with like a bunch of like information on it, he's like, you wouldn't be able to track that to my computer, right? And they were like, no. They told- <laughs> he so, asked that? He asked that and then sent them a floppy disk. Oh, you fucking moron. He I've never heard that. of this guy. Did his Raider, he's just <laughs> goofing around, you know? <laughs> he, he is the sitcom version of a serial killer. Like, he would stake out houses for, like, a week or whatever, get, like, everybody's schedule on time, and then as soon as he decides to hit, like, everybody's home. <laughs> but to be fair, that dude, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'll be, I love I'll that. be honest with you. 
that dude had the best cover as far as getting into people's houses. Like, I'm not saying I support serial killers or anything like that, but that dude was an ADT serviceman. And that's how he got into people's houses. No. It was just like, hey, I'm here doing ADT service work. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, he would, like, you know, David Carradine himself for fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's my whole And then his wife caught him BTK. one time and he was like, I'm just goofing around. I, I love BTK because he's just such a bumbling idiot. Like, I just imagine him, like, going into a house with a bunch of people there. He's just like, oh, geez. Him getting caught, <laughs> like, it's just the way he me. got caught and the way Richard Ramirez got caught both make me laugh. You know, Richard Ramirez got caught, right? I do know. Because Richard Ramirez is a, is a Hispanic dude living in L.A., so he ran to an Hispanic neighborhood thinking he would be safe. And the entire neighbor ca- neighborhood was like, oh, that's Richard Ramirez. And jumped the shit out of him while another person called the cops and just kept beating him until the cops came. And like kept beating him in the cop car. And then the cops were like, all right, we got to go. We got to go. We got to get him out of here. But he was that's like, cool. he thought he would be. He thought he would be safe in an Hispanic neighborhood, and they beat Bruh. the shit out of him until the cops came, and he gave up. He just sat there. He's like, I can't, I, I can't run. They won't let me. <laughs> that man didn't obviously didn't grow up in the hood as a Hispanic because he should have known. Hispanics would be like, man, if that fool rolled over here, I'd fuck him up. You <laughs> dumb shit, get caught, dog. <laughs> For real, goddamn. Fuck around, um, find out. Hey there, while we're on the subject of serial killers, uh, we just wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast for you to check out called Diagnosing a Killer. Two sisters deep dive into the stories of killers that happen to struggle with mental illness and disorders. Coel is a true crime junkie and mental health advocate who is all about breaking the stigma and is pursuing a career in forensic science, while Kenna has a degree in psychology working in the behavioral health field and loves everything mental health and true crime. So join them as they elaborate on different types of diagnoses, brutal crimes, and people behind them. Once again, that's Diagnosing a Killer, available on all podcast streaming platforms. Real quick. Before... Uh, but no, like, it'll be interesting to see, A, if it ha- if this writer strike happens, and B, ultimately how it affects everything. Because this d- is the first, because streaming wasn't a thing the first time it happened, or the last time it happened. So it'll be interesting. I do want to add really quickly uh, before we move on. Um it, I, I just feel like, you know, it depends on how long the CBA was beforehand, because I'm sure they have run on some sort of CBA, um, but how well that the, the guilds, um, that the guild will write something up better and try to think more, you know, think more well to the future and how can we benefit from this in the long run? Because almost like in hindsight, yeah, they fucked up, but maybe they just didn't realize what, what was going to happen would happen. So hopefully this day when they write the CBA up, they can really work the benefits into them. But I would not be surprised if we do have a strike. Yeah. Um, And uh, are we done with the news? Because I have one little thing to add. And I know you you guys probably don't care. I think that's all the news. Okay. Um, I got excited earlier today because Richard Lewis uh, posted on his Twitter. He said, Larry David gave him the best uh, Hanukkah present today and told him they were going to write another season of uh, Kirby Enthusiasm. Hell yeah. Richard Lewis is still alive? Yeah, he's in the show. I didn't realize he was still alive. I thought he died. No, he's still alive. Um, Funny, I only know Richard Lewis from that show Seventh Heaven. Really? Because he played, uh, because, you know, they're a big Christian family and all that. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, I think one of the daughters starts dating a dude who happens to be the local rabbi's son, and the rabbi is uh, Richard Lewis. 
That's mm-hmm. great. I re- I remember him from um. Was it Boy Meets World? Um, he does like a spot. I forget what show it was. No, no, no. It was a, uh, it was uh, George Lopez. He does a. Uh, he's like George's therapist in the show, and like, he's just like she wouldn't stop talking and stuff like that. But, like he was kind of siding with with George. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I recognize him now. Yeah, but, but yeah, here's like- the thing: <clears throat> they could write a whole other season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but. But the things going on right now, we don't know if it would happen. Well, Larry himself writes it. So, I mean, he writes it and he, he acts in it. Yeah, but there's also Zaslav saying no or yes to it. I don't think, well, maybe. Like, hopefully he does. Like, I'm not saying don't let it happen. But with how things are looking right now. I think the little, I mean, because it's, it's, it's going to be his last season for sure. Uh I want to say he's like 90. Larry already. Who, Larry David? Yeah. Probably. Uh, he's like in late late 80s, probably like 90. But yeah, like for sure it'll be his last his last season. Um, I think they'll let him do it. It's 75. Funny. He's 75? Yes. Why are you making him a geriatric old dude? Who Come am I on. Of? Wait, are you talking about Larry Larry David or Richard Lewis? Yeah. Larry David's 75, bro. Oh, okay. Because Richard Lewis is 75 too. That's why I, I wasn't sure. But I think he was older. Because you look older. <laughs> no, he's he looks though he's looked the fucking same since like nineties. Yeah, yeah he looks like a fucking zombie. <laughs> Joe's like back in my day they called Shazam Captain Marvel. Sorry, oh, oh, shit. Okay. my bad, Larry. Risk on my computer. You know that old buddy. Um, but yeah, I mean it's his last one, so I'm sure they'll let him do it. Ugh. Plus, it's but, Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm like a mainstay for HBO. Yeah. Like it's what made HBO primetime kind of take off. Yeah, because he started I've back never in the nineties. It. It's funny. I think you'd like it, Cole. I probably it's, would. It's it's a lot like Seinfeld, where it's really kind of like about nothing. I'm looking it's, for something to finish once I finally finish Wilfred, it's, which it's probably like him, be tonight. It's him living his life, but more more of a parody, and he just gets into. I have shit. seen one episode of that show, and it's fucking hilarious, and it's probably the most well known episode now. And it's when he goes to the baseball game with a hooker. Yes. <laughs> what? So, that's, Cole, that's the, re- the only reason I, Cole, this is funny. The only reason I know about this episode is there's a 30-minute crime documentary on Netflix about that episode because this dude went to prison, accused of murder, and it was because of that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm they were able to prove his innocence because they were filming at uh, Dodger Stadium and uh it's we're able to spot him in the crowd and he's like look i cannot commit this murder if i'm literally i'm literally on camera sitting in a dodgers game and it was because of larry david's show that he got acquitted and i was like all right let me watch the whole episode and that episode's crazy so (laughs) fucking crazy that it happened and the funny thing is is i think larry david himself has even said like they were trying to like film it like real time or something like that. Yeah. So there was a chance that they weren't even going to make it to the stadium because of traffic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, it's all chance that this dude happened to be sitting there. Larry, they even happened to make it to the stadium in time. It's a good show. That's I think you like it cool. Like so it's, it's, it's very, it's over the top, like with the parody stuff. Cause they just dramatize everything and they, it's fun. It's a funny show. Okay. I might no need expect- something that's not going to f- fuck me up because right now Wilfred's 
no nah. give me all the emotions don't don't expect much from it just okay you know boom i'll go uh, is it is it similar to always sunny similar uh, well like same styling like you know he gets into stupid shenanigans okay then i'll and love people kind of people kind of roast him okay i'll probably love it then because i love always sunny all right i like shows about horrible people so uh, they, no. they make him out to be a horrible person okay perfect <laughs> cole went to go see a movie none of us really give a shit about um so cole why don't you talk about it yeah so uh oh that's right and and say and say more than it's good or whatever like actually five nights of Freddy this come on let's get some energy don't give me a last it's fine it's the last okay. show it's the last so, show of the year buddy let's go let's knock it all out. right all right shut the fuck up let me talk all right so last week i went and saw avatar the way of water the, the long awaited i guess sequel to the 2009 oh. hit avatar directed long by Jim sequel, one trick that's tony cameron and, sure um, talk. <clears throat> here's the thing here's what i will say i saw this movie in 3d this really? is a beautiful looking movie look looks fucking beautiful it's it's breathtaking the visuals are fantastic i honestly felt like i was there at points it was great there were other points where I don't know if the editor just didn't know how to optimize this shit, but uh, one minute the frame rate 60 FPS, the next it's like 24, like it kept, the frames kept dropping in and out. There were also points where it looked like it was fucking buffering, like the screen kind of flickered. I don't know if that was just my showing, but I talked to another friend of mine, they noticed that they're in their showing too. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Um, real quick, I got, I, got, I, got, I got one question. Okay. How do you know it was it was it was uh, playing at sixty frames per second when the human eye cannot process sixty frames per second? Because it was going Ooh. super fucking fast and then it was going super fucking slow, Joe. That's how he was. I have a theory about that though. What? Because you aren't the you you and your friend. Because I saw your friend's comment saying she felt the same way or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you. And I was on Reddit the other day, and this dude said he went to go see it in Dolby, and about midway through, because, you know, Dolby uses dual projectors to get the right. clearer image and all that. About midway through, one of the projectors overheated. Um, and then the rest of the, the rest of the movie, it kind of, like, flickered through, like, some scenes. Like, not, like, a little flicker, like noticeable lines flickering through the picture and i have a theory theory that james cameron spent so much time rendering this movie and trying to make it this most technologically advanced movie possible that like he kind of forgot that the technology is there but doesn't mean the technology is everywhere right. and it kind of fucked up the projectors and shit like that's it, probably it what happened but because but... like i said in the chat when we were talking about this quentin tarantino released the 70 millimeter cut of hateful eight and he personally sent people like some places he went to personally so obviously he can't go everywhere but he personally sent people out to the theaters that wanted to participate in the road show to fix them with a 70 millimeter projection teach them how to properly keep it running and using correctly and that's why you had no issues with that movie for such a big technological thing for them to pull off like that zero issues like great right but then you got james cameron he's like i'm gonna render the shit out of this movie 
and it's literally overheating projectors that shouldn't be overheating like that to be honest with yeah. you because they run x amount of movies per day and you're telling me one movie one showing it's like blowing up up there like right you, makes sense you, like i i get i don't okay i don't get why he wants to be the way he is but i get why he wants to be the way he is but he's also got to realize like yeah the technology is there but it's not there for everything yeah yeah i want to see it in 2d solely for that i want to see if there's a difference maybe I, it's because i saw it in 3d maybe if i see it in 2 i don't know i don't know and and during the action scenes the cgi was fine most of the time cgi looked great during some of the action scenes i swear to god i thought i was watching the fucking video game like it like the quality went from oh this is beautiful to video game and i'm talking like ps4 not even ps5 i'm talking like ps4 level shit like i I don't know what happened Uh we're talking like gta loading screen (laughs) (laughs) taking forever yeah see no i didn't go for it then i read that other thing about edie falco earlier saying she filmed that movie so long ago she thought it came (laughs) out and bombed (laughs) yeah yeah and she's see she's barely in the movie because i was like who the fuck are you and i'm like oh yeah you're you're this bitch yeah you're in it for like five minutes cool good for you um so the let me let's see the cat the casting was good the all the actors did a good job uh the kids probably did the best i the kid actors who are probably fucking adults now i don't know they did great they were all great oh watch that sentence buddy gotta put a comma in there somewhere (laughs) (laughs) yes they they acted well but um so my biggest thing going into this the and the only reason i wanted to see this movie i like the only part of the mo- of, re- of the first movie i like i like the villain Korich. and they announced that he was gonna be coming back for this one i'm like well the f- he's dead how are they gonna do that they address it in like the first two minutes and it's literally what what they do they transferred before he died they transferred his consciousness to an avatar and like loaded him up with all his memories and shit and so he's watching a video of Korich before he died explaining all of this and and it's just this quick thing and i'm like you know what i'm cool with this if this Somehow is how they gotta keep palpatine returned Sorry, honestly Honestly, <laughs> ten times better than the pal. Ten times better than the Palpatine. Kid. Ten times better than the fuck that. Uh, no. So fuck you, Robo Palpatine's great. I, I, I liked that. I'm like, okay, cool, let's go. And he was the best part of the fucking movies. I couldn't tell you what the plot was. There was a plot. They, you know, they had to the abandon. Plot was, they gotta go live with the sea people. The plot was water. That was the plot. That. They they have to abandon their home in the forest. They gotta go live with the sea people. You are forest people. You don't belong here. Ah. See what what James Cameron doesn't want you to know is secretly he just filmed this movie so he could go visit his old buddy the Titanic. Yep. So what I'm also getting... that's the other thing. Why did they actually put actors underwater for this fucking movie? I couldn't tell they were underwater. I couldn't tell they were actually underwater. It all like CG is fucking. They literally put them in motion capture 
and then threw him underwater. Like you're you're CGing the entire the whole movie's CG. Yeah. Why the fuck do you actually have to put them in water? I couldn't tell that the water was real. I could not. You couldn't tell. Throw some motion capture balls on the water, make it, it look realistic. It looked it looked real, but if you told me that water was real, I'd be like, "You're shitting me. That's not real." So what I'm getting is it's basically the same thing as the first movie where it looks yeah. fucking amazing, but nobody can tell you what actually it's, happens in the movie. It's more the same. That's most of the reviews I've seen on it is yeah. it looks great. Well, what about the story? It looks great. <laughs> yeah. Exact, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly <clears throat> why like I refused to go see the first one in 3D because that's all anybody talked about. And I was just like, that yeah, was the, how is the that was the movie? biggest selling point for the first one was yeah. It was in 3D and it was good 3D. Yeah, well, was hey, like because before that, before that, thing... we had the red and blue glasses. It wasn't real D3D yet. Yep. Avatar was the first really good 3D Avatar movie. Avatar was the first real D Joe experience. Making really these nuts, all right. <laughs> but anyway. uh, the only thing you need to know about this movie. Corich lives, so we'll see him in Avatar 3. I couldn't tell you who that was. I don't care, yep. and I fucking bet he's going to do the short version of the story and cut it at 3, if he makes a third one. Yeah, you know, the, the, current, the current cut of 3 is 9 hours and 14 minutes long. Yeah. And they have 25% of 4 filmed. Wow. And here's the thing. The Avatar theme park at Disney, it takes place after the 5th movie. So they at least what get to get the to 5. It takes place a hundred years after the fifth movie. What That's what I was fuck? told during my training when I worked there. And I'm like, investment. what do you mean? What? We don't have any, even have a because we didn't have a second movie at the time. Full, I'm like, full in two years. Jake Soli ain't even there because he's dead by now. <laughs> yeah, and there's no avatar. You can't go meet an avatar or a, a Navi in the park. Nobody oh, wants to. This, oh, they don't come here. They're over in the mountains. They watch over us. I'm like, yeah, sure they do. Well, the if you're still working at Disney in two years. Be ready for that area of the park to be closed and being changed to something else. Yep. Oh, I don't work there now. I, dude, I abandoned that place. <laughs> like God abandoned it. No, no, like, like if you're still in the park, like you, you'll probably get news. Oh, we're changing this because there's no yeah. fucking way that yeah. this continues. Yeah, they're gonna change. They're gonna change into fucking indoor or Zootopia fucking or some shit. Give, give me a, Jimmy give me an indoor, give me an indoor land. Let me get. Let me dress up as a storm. Let me dress up as an Ewok and fuck up some stormtroopers. This man wants to be in a show that he's only seen one episode of. Yeah, fuck you, Cole. I forgot. You're banned from Star Wars talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck you and your Andor shit. No, fuck you, poser. All right. Um, are you done about Avatar? <clears throat> talk too much about Avatar. I gotta go wash my mouth out now. Drink some more brisk. I'm kind of jealous um, you have a brisk right now. Like, that looks good. Dude, I love, dude. Oh, so, man. I have not had a Mountain Dew. Like, I've been solely drinking brisk. Uh, I have. I, I love a good brisk. All right, well, I got so much of it. I looked at the trash can earlier. There's, like, 10 cans of brisk in there. I'm like, fuck, I need to stop. Look at the trash water. can earlier. There was a half to one, half empty one in there. I picked it out. I finished <laughs> that bitch right there. There's just Shotgun a drop in this one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a drop. Um, right, let's, move, let's move on. I got I got movies. I got movies to watch. That boy got about. movies. That boy got movies. Uh there's a movie on um Hulu directed by y'all know who Gerard Carmichael is. Uh he's a pretty funny uh comedian. Um he wrote and directed this movie called On the Count of Three. And basically the story of the movie is this dude um helps his friend break out of a mental institution, and then his friend tells him that he wants to kill himself. 
and Gerard Carmichael's character is like, yeah, I want to kill myself too. Let's do it together. So they make a suicide pact. And then there's a scene where they're both pointing guns at each other. And they do on the count of three. And then he goes, wait, 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 wait. Just give me one more day. And he's like, you've had 50 days. Because <laughs> like, he's been in like the, because uh, he's in the uh, mental institution because he tried to kill himself earlier. But they don't like, they, that's all exposition. They explain why he's there and all that. He's like, all right, we'll give you one more day. And then it turns into like, he kind of just starts wanting to like fix things that happen in his life. Like he had an abusive uh, therapist. So played by Henry Winkler. So uh, they plan to go kill him at one point. And he gets there and he decides he can't do it. Then Gerard Carmichael's character ends up killing him. And then like a police chase happens. And then the movie ends with the dude actually killing himself. Um, it's it's dark, obviously. You know, they did have they did put a, a warning before the movie, you know. Hey, this movie's gonna talk about this stuff. And they the first before the credits even rolled at the end of the movie, they put up the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number. So they did write about it. Um the movie's very dark, but it's also really funny. Like to the point of like there's things in it where like I was laughing where I probably shouldn't have laughed at. Like there's a there's a scene where they're like, let's turn on some music, you know, let's get hyped up to do something. And um they turn on last resort by <laughs> Pop Roach. And Gerard Carmichael quickly turns it off. He goes, I'm not gonna listen to a song about killing yourself on the day I'm going to kill myself. Why would I listen to Pop Roach when I'm going to kill myself later? Like, he's like... That reminds me of the scene in Shaun of the Dead when the when the jukebox comes on and Shaun's crying over uh, his ex-girlfriend. And then Nick Frost is like... And then Nick Frost is like, what the fuck? <laughs> or, or uh, kill the queen. What? <laughs> Bond! Um, but yeah, uh, all the actors were great. It was really good for being Gerard Carmichael's first movie that he wrote and direct. It's one that's going to stick with me for a while. And I honestly has like, I've been waiting to talk about this movie for a while. I've been wanting you guys to watch it too. Cause like I said, it's dark, but I, it's right up all of our alleys. I think. Yeah. I'm definitely like, going to check it out. It's got that right amount of like, just pretty fucked up humor. <laughs> um, then I watched this movie. That's on Hulu, like I said. I gave that four stars on ye old letterbox. This movie is on Paramount Plus. I also gave it four stars. It is called Honor Society. It has um what's his face? The guy who plays Dustin from Stranger Things in it. Oh, I can't think of okay. his name right now. Uh it is if you watch like a trailer for it. Before you watch the movie, you'll get the feel that it's supposed to be like a romantic comedy. Like the super like achievement type girl in a high school is falling in love with the nerd kind of deal. Uh, it's not a romantic comedy. <laughs> um, there's a pretty good twist in it that like leaves you kind of gutted a little bit. So there's a bit, there's a bit of a Heather's vibe to it, but there's also another movie that I think is underrated. But have you ever heard of or seen a movie called Election? It came out in 1999 and it stars Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, 
Was this sounds familiar. was this pre or post murdering man Matthew Broderick? Well, 1999. I don't know when he hit someone with his car. Just remind anyone um, that Matthew Broderick's a murderer. Yeah, got away with it too. Um, so election kind of has very much the same story, except Matthew Broderick's character is a teacher who's trying to pretty much destroy Reese Witherspoon's entire high school career. But she's also, you know, two can play at that game. So she's kind of like ruining his life at the same time. Um, so you get kind of like a, a election vibe from it. And I liked it. Uh, the, like I said, there's a twist in it that kind of doesn't make this a romantic comedy. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I can get it. Um, it's it's funny. It has a good charm. Uh, some of the char- characters were pretty unlikable, to be honest with you. But I will applaud the um, movie itself for hiring a actual like young kids to play kids like they're supposed to be in like high school or something like that like their senior year of high school and the the actors fit the role well and it's not just a bunch of like other than like two characters it's not just all of them going around be like that's lit bro like they like they talk like actual humans and have actual intellectual conversations then i watched jurassic world dominion where'd he go because i need him to argue with me about this i'm in you i'm with you on this one (laughs) i watched the extended cut version of this on the peacocks and i felt like it went on forever this movie was there's no need for this movie to be boring uneventful and almost three hours long (laughs) I, i totally agree and about crops, not even dinosaurs. It was about crops and bugs. What? You know, <laughs> you know, go on. Go on. Um, I have nothing good to say about it. It just wasn't fun or anything. I absolutely thought it was the the worst thing I've seen this year, to be honest with you. But that could change. But yeah, it was terrible. I liked the concept. I thought it was a cool story. Bugs and crops. Where's the dinosaurs? They've gone away. They've gone so far away from the dinosaurs. I don't care. I liked this story concept, and I, th- I thought it was cool. It's just the execution was bad. Um, the execution was three hours too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, an hour and a half too long. Uh, I'll give you two hours. I would say Jurassic Park's probably like one of my favorite like franchises because I love dinosaurs growing up, and I I really enjoy um, because I mean one is probably like a staple in in cinema. It's a great fucking movie. Um, I mean, I had to watch it in science class. Same. I think it was just because the teacher was bored. But I mean, Grandma, I, also wa- I also one, watched it in science. One is phenomenal. Two is okay, but the second story wasn't as good as the first one, and then three wasn't bad. Um, I had a lot of hope when they first when they when they said they're gonna come back to this franchise. I I liked the I liked Jurassic World, and then it just kind of fell down from there. Fallen Kingdom is a piece of shit. What? Fallen Kingdom is one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen. Yeah, it was really bad. I didn't like how they did it. But here's the here's the problem I had with the dough, Joe. Is the idea is there. They throw it in your face right away. Mm-hmm. Humans coexisting with dinosaurs. Yes. And then it why did we get really bugs happened. and why did we get locusts yeah. and crops? I I, I, mean, I I can't tell you, man. I, I really wanted to see you. more people getting eaten by dinosaurs because they're fucking around and finding out. Here's, Not locusts and crops. Oh, and then we get Jeff Goldblum for 
10 minutes. Yeah, here's what I will say about Dominion. Aside from the bug shit, I liked it, but mainly because... So, you know, in all the trailers, they're like, oh, here's Alan Grant. Here's Ellie Sattler. And I'm thinking, yeah, they're going to have like... That was so but, stupid. Why bring them back? Let, they were... Let, no, 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 let me finish. No, and I'm thinking, oh, they're going to have like a Han Solo level cameo or some shit. No, they're in the majority of the movie. They they share equal screen time with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Jeff Goldblum doesn't get shit to do. He gets a really good line where he calls the villain a fucking rat bastard. I'm like, okay, good for you, Jeff. But he doesn't really get to do much. I was I was kind of surprised that they gave the others, they actually made them part of the plot. I'm like, okay, this is what Star Wars should have done. I just did the locust thing was just fucking stupid. What I didn't like, what I what I thought they should have done from the get-go, you bring back Henry Wu. Because he's the one that's behind the scenes that's making the dinosaurs again in Jurassic World. And by the time we get to this one, I mean, he, he seemed kind of bad guyish in Jurassic World. And then by the time you get to this one, he's like, I want to get out of here. Please help me. Had they played the role like he's, you know, he's there imprisoned working for the company, that would have been cool. Because you had Henry Wu. And then in this one, you brought back Dotson dachshund for some reason and now he's the head of a company it took me until halfway through the movie to realize it was the same dude the same guy it's not the same actor because no but the same the actual actor is like a sex offender or some shit now yeah um but it's the same character it's dachshund yeah i figured it was his son or because no it took so long it was the same guy yeah i know it is but they you know they're like oh yeah this is dachshund i'm thinking why does that name sound so fucking familiar and then it clicked for me halfway through i'm like oh shit that, that makes no sense for me when he's playing the middleman yeah. in the very first one, and now he's the head of a company and seems to be much of a genius. And then they show sort. they show the barbersaw can. I'm like, why are we showing the barbersaw? What, why? What? Yeah, what was the point of that? Because they didn't do any nostalgia. Yeah. Okay, you have nostalgia with the three other people. Why did I need to see a fucking shaving cream can? Because barbersaw. Anyway. If they would really wanted saw- to make the money, they would have anyway. been like, Dennis Nedry's alive. To wrap this up, anyway, it was not great. No, it was terrible. I, anyway, I then I watched The Adam Project. I still need to see that. Which is on Netflix. Mm. Uh, it's three and a half stars. Uh, that's what I gave it. I somewhat enjoyed it. I actually had a lot of fun with this movie. It's the usual product you get from Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds, who are known for doing um, Brie Guy and anything else that they've done together but it's a formula that works so that's why they can continue to do it i thought the bar scene between older adam which is ryan reynolds character and his mom which is played by ben affleck's F- ex-wife i can't think of her name right now Gar- jennifer gardner um yeah her. i thought that shit was super sweet as hell because so at this point in the movie he comes back to i think 2022 when he's supposed to be a kid um so it's like older ryan reynolds character sitting in a bar with his mom his dad's dead has been dead for like two years now and she's talking about like oh i'm worried i'm not good enough for his mom or for my son or something like that and like he go and he pretty much just tells her what he never got to tell her before and all this and it was it was a really sweet scene they played it out really well uh, and at the end of the movie, his dad's played by Mark Ruffalo because they there's time traveling in it. 
So his dad comes to play in the movie and it's played by Margaret Ruffalo. So at the end of the movie, when they, you know, they fix everything and they know they only have X amount of time left before they Marty McFly themselves and start to disappear and go back to their time and all that. The, the younger version of his character and the older version of his character and Mark Ruffalo are all in the backyard playing a game of catch because he doesn't want them because they can't time-wise time uh, traveling rules says they can't tell him what's going to happen to him because if he prevents it, then it fucks something. It's a butterfly effect. But um, so he's like, well, let's just not talk. Let's just play a game of catch. And they play a game of catch. And I was like, all right, yeah, that's sweet. Uh, I do feel like the first half is a bit slow going. And then you get to the last 30, 45 minutes of the movie. And it feels like they rushed it because they were running out of time. So some parts could have been paced better. It's a, it's a, like you said, it's a Ryan Reynolds, Sean Levy movie. So it's got comedy. It's got action, a little bit of heart. Check it out. I don't know. And then finally, um, me and Joe can talk about this one. We watched a little hidden gem on ye old HBO Max called very The hidden. Adults. Yeah, very hidden. Called The Adult Swim Yule Log. Oh my God. Tyler, what's up? Tyler, I need did you, to you watch not? This fucking movie. I told not... you guys to watch it and none I... of you did except Joe. No, I. I thought about it and then I just didn't. I've seen it like pop up forever. Are you off tomorrow? I just... No, I'm I'm off tomorrow. Cole, watch it. It's literally it just... it's literally 91 minutes long. It's not. It's so. It. I heard about. I first heard about it through one of my guys that I follow on TikTok that I really like. I love his the way he talks about movies and stuff like that. Um, his name's Chris something. Really cool dude. He. Um, he goes, he said he found it as like a hidden gem too. It literally, it, it's, it's called the adult swim Yule log because it's put out by adult swim. Right. Apparently how it goes is they aired it at like 3am, like December 2nd, obviously like only a certain amount of people are going to watch it at 3am, but because adult swim is owned by HBO or Warner brothers or whatever, it went up on HBO max and then started getting traction. It. It starts out as a, as like a Yule Log video. You you put on and let it ambiance. Right. Two minutes into it, someone's getting murdered. And it turns into a horror movie called The Fireplace. Um, what? And it's very much... The greatest have, fucking thing. It's, it's fucking good, dude. It's have so you, fucking You've heard good. of Rubber, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. You've heard of rubber, the movie about yes. the tire. Yeah, the killer tire. So yeah. it's 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 like half rubber and half barbarian put together. Yes. I know what I'm doing when we get done with this. Fuck finishing Wilfred. I'm watching this shit. <laughs> so was this movie good? Hell no. It Absolutely was not. not. It was terrible. <laughs> but it was so campy and I had a lot of fun with it. And honestly, thought it was really like a just just a genius concept on how to release it the way it, the way they released it like here's the adult swim yule log and like i saw some people with like the comments like bro thanks for telling me about this i'm gonna 100 i'm having a party this weekend for christmas i'm 100 putting it on and just seeing what the fuck happens <laughs> when my friends realize what's going on um 
And that, because of the fun, because of the campiness, because of the fun I had of it, because of the geniusness of the way it released, that is why it got four stars for me on Letterbox. Like I said, terrible fucking movie. It's got four stars though. Um, just because it was fun. Like I said, it was half barbarian, half rubber, just with a log that's on fire instead of a tire with a touch of found footage, sort of. It's all kind of, you're supposed to get like the idea of, it's being filmed because the main character, one of the main characters of the movie is a guy who literally that's his career is to film Yule log videos and put them up on YouTube in different places. So this was this year's, this was this year's Yule log. He went to a remote cabin and filmed it with his girlfriend and all that. He was like the one he kept bragging about. He's like, I went to like Turks and Caicos and filmed a Yule log video on the beach that one got like 4 billion views. And because like the whole joke is like, do you actually get paid for filming these fucking videos? Um, and then um, a sh- strong practical effects throughout, like obviously the, the fucking the, the log on fire is CGI, but it looks good. It, 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 it for what it is, it looks good. There's a point when an alien comes in just because. There's a satanic cult happening. I don't know if Joe noticed this, but during the satanic cult scene, there's a lady just standing in the background naked for no reason. She's just, (laughs) they don't even acknowledge it. I'm okay. Um, So I'm so glad I watched um, this because it was fucking hilarious. There was, um, there was a couple parts where like it went on a little too long, like the stoner dude in the elevator scene, like that whole thing. Cause like the, by the way, the fireplace is a insurance into like, hell or like a fifth dimension or something like that and they like one stoner character goes in and he ends up like going back in time and killing his mom which means he doesn't exist so then that character completely changes for the rest of the movie like all of a sudden that actor is just no longer in the movie it's a completely different actor completely different character um (laughs) but overall i had fun watching with watching this movie and that's the good outweighed the bad and that's why i'm like excited to talk about this movie (laughs) this sounds like the worst thing ever i'm in i had a fucking blast watching it it's 91 minutes but they pack so much shit in here and like they actually give you like good details Swim's really good at that like have you guys ever seen too many cooks yeah no it's the guy it's that guy (laughs) really same guy it's the director of it okay yeah I'm, i'm in on this then they pack so much detail into 91 minutes even though it's a fucking shit show, it's amazing. Like it's it's good, and honestly, like, like the movie. The, oh, sorry, you. I was like, I was really excited thinking it was to stay at, at like the Yule log ratio and just seeing like like skirts of things happening. I thought that was gonna be the whole movie, and I was excited for that because I was ready to hear what's happening in the background without so actually I, knowing what's happening. Without actually knowing what's <laughs> happening, let let my imagination run wild. But the fact that they panned out, I was kind of like, oh. But it was great. They play like on every emotion, and like it's, it's like perfect Adult Swim content. Like it, it plays to, like to their to their strengths. It's fucking great. I'm so glad I watched this. I watched it at work. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so stupid, but it was fun. One of the funniest. Yeah. One of the funniest. Like I was trying not lines. to laugh so loud, but I was just snickering about it. But it was the. You know, from like like Brady said, from like you have you have love in the beginning, and then you have you know a murder, and you have the fucking 
police showing up talking about all this random but they're shit. not police they're not police um talking about just like murders and aliens and all this shit i'm like what the fuck is going on they're finally like well all right we'll let you go it's it's so weird they're like you can't burn that log it's a curse log did you get it from the hanging tree all right i'm excited to watch this now yeah the, the funniest part there is a part where like they go back they show this like flashback in time where uh a woman who's a slave kills her master because they had a child together and the dude like sold their child or something like that like super fucked up so she kills him and there's then they kind of like play off of that for a little bit by having like the the spirit of her be inside the log so the log's like floating around at one point and saying our son our son but the dude who's supposed to be filming the yule log video goes you hear that it's saying arson they're gonna burn down the house and blame it on us it's stop stop ruining everything for them just go watch this fucking film and to the listeners you know, I hope God. I hope you put this out like instant, by the weekend. Instant Christmas classic. Instant Christmas instant. classic. <laughs> it's so stupid, okay. but so much fun. <laughs> well, you know what else is stupid, but also slightly fun. Um. Well, Tyler made us watch it finally, and as oh, a gift God. to as a gift yes. to our wonderful <laughs> seven listeners, we we finally watched Velocipaster. Yay! Now to recap on this for my several listeners, if they remember earlier in this year, we said we were going to watch Velocipaster as one of the episodes, but we kept putting it off and putting it off and angering and me and angering me. To be fair, and the then last, the last time I we oh the initial time we tried watching it, I got two minutes in and I was like, I am not watching this fucking movie. And then, uh, uh, and then I came up with the idea that this was going to be the year-end episode. Like we would call this the year in review, and then I'm just talking about this movie instead. <laughs> uh, so it's it's kind of like it's evolved throughout the year, really. I I want to go last for this one because I want to know yeah. what you think about this. <laughs> Can I go first? Go for it. Okay. So, like I said, the initial time I tried watching this movie, I was like, this is the fucking stupidest thing. And I I, I got past the the opening credits, and then that was it. I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, But watching it again, uh, I would say the only great thing about this movie is the Jurassic Park medley at the end of the song in the opening <laughs> credits because god damn it I caught that instantly and I yep. replayed it again and again just to hear that <laughs> and I was like that's fucking awesome other than that this movie is a fucking trash campfire and Tyler Adult Swim Yule Log is better Adult Swim Yule Log is better and it's funny because like if you put the two two together like side by side, this movie, they're the same movie. It's the same movie, but absolute trash, gold. And it's just the way they executed it. Now, I think for me, like I get it, like it was a joke. And like for for those who didn't know, like I was watching on Amazon Prime, so it's giving me facts about it. This movie was made because the director, back in two thousand five, 
made a trailer for the movie as a film school project and it went viral and so that's the the trailer is this movie essentially so he made this into a movie i i can't tell you what the fucking plot is really (laughs) it's a guy that turns into a fucking dinosaur a pastor sees his family gets murdered travels the world to kind of get over the the death of of the parents only to get his hand stabbed by a Velociraptor tooth. The world. Yeah, the world. Just China. Uh, <laughs> just China, <laughs> which is the woods of some place. He gets his hand stabbed by the tooth of a Velociraptor that was given to him by a woman that was shot with an arrow, if I remember correctly. Yep. And he turns into a Velociraptor. And only when he's angry, though. Only when he's angry, he turns into a Velociraptor. <laughs> now, under all of this, there is a... A, a Christian-based uh, martial art dojo that is also a front for a drug cartel. Uh, stop me if I'm wrong. Please stop me if I'm wrong. Uh, you're, you're completely right. The best, the best <laughs> okay, part okay, about okay. this entire movie, the best part about this entire movie is when his old priest friend goes, so your parents died on you. That's what they do. They die on you. They die on you. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> love that. I was like, oh shit. I will, I will, I will admit, I think my, my favorite scene was when Frankie Mermaid, because there's a guy named Frankie Mermaid in this movie. Hey, it's a Frankie Mermaid. Hey. He, he goes into... He goes into the confessional. He goes into the confession and he's confessing to the to the guy. And he goes, You can't smoke in here. He goes, I'm, I'm fucking Frankie Merman. I can this is my city. I can smoke wherever I want. And he's like, but he's like, one of the last time he made a confession. He goes, Oh shit, I don't know. I don't know, Pat. I don't know, Father. And he's like, Well, what have you done? And he goes, I don't want you to fucking kill some people and all this shit. And he tells him he killed his parents. And he goes, You killed my parents. And then he fucking turns into like his his hands turns of a loss of this movie is just beyond dumb it but it's so, so much fucking fun though I, I didn't have fun watching it i wanted to have fun watching it i was just like this is so stupid and like what makes it even matter like he doesn't even look like a velociraptor it's just the fucking blow up costume. I don't know if this came up on your. I don't know if this came up on your Amazon like uh, facts or whatever, but I did read this one. That final fight between all the ninjas and the dude in the costume. Someone didn't realize that they were filming a movie, like they were in a secluded area of a park. But people could still see what was going on. So someone called the cops saying there's a bunch of ninjas fighting a dinosaur. Good. <laughs> Good. And, and this was another, this was a cool fact for me. One of the ones that I saw on IMDb was the reason why the film looks like old the way it does is because they literally filmed it, took the film, stuck it in an oven at 200 degrees and baked it for 10 minutes. Did they really? Yes, that's amazing. That's funny. That's great. Um, I think what let me down on this movie, other than the movie itself, um, was I I what I expected for the Velocipaster was the image, the real shitty CGI looking image on like the like the still. It's not that at all. It's not that at all, and I'm a little disappointed because I expected like real shitty. What did I you think, expect when they blew up a car and it said VX, VFX? Car I know, but like I thought it was gonna be like real shitty, like 
old school CGI was like super blocky and just like <laughs> the transition scene when he goes back to human, it's just the film like skipping itself. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, when dying. I saw the VFX here thing, I was like, oh, I'm gonna love the shit out of this. <laughs> that first the first time I watched it, I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I rewinded it. I I like I played it back. I was like, what the fuck? Like, oh, God. No, I got it right away. I'm like, okay, this isn't taking itself seriously. Let's go, let's have fun. Okay, to, to in this movie school, was fun. It's fucking my, stupid, but it's fun. I, to end my part on this, Tyler, you're lucky I love you. Because I'd fucking kick you out of the band for this one. This is so bad. You owe me 90 minutes of my life. You owe me 90 minutes back. I'm off the hook for Laser Team, it sounds like. Shut up, Cole. Anyway, uh, I agree with a lot of what Joe says. I mean, I did have fun with it, but I also agree with a lot of what Joe says. But I will give it this, and that is the fact that if anything, this movie really just made me want Eli Roth to finally make the Thanksgiving trailer that he made for the Grindhouse film into a movie for real. Please put the link to that in the, the group chat. Have you never seen that? No. No. Yeah, I oh love my Eli God. Roth. And I love it's, Eli Roth. It's so fucking, it's, it's like, it's pretty brutal, but it's like, it's Thanksgiving. Everybody's getting stuffed death hell yeah <laughs> it's it, i mean it's eli roth comedy and shit <laughs> like that but like um but no like i i get it i get it's a negative z level movie so i'm not gonna like shit all over it like i did it did have like i said the moment where he's like so your parents died on you that's what they do they die on you like that shit was funny as hell it at least was funny real quick I'm like to add to add back to it well, so of course the audience can't see it, but we all have virtual backgrounds on our because we're in a group chat. Um, but Cole has a scene from the movie where the <laughs> the pastor, the the Velocity Pastor's buddy, who's also who was another pastor, uh, he was in he was in the war. And he goes and just he had, the war, not a just the war. One. Doesn't specify what war, just the war. Um <laughs> For some reason, his his wife or somebody is in the field and is like sees him, and so she runs up to him and just explodes like two feet in front of him, and he's covered in blood. <laughs> and there's a and jump cut too. That's what made, like there's just a jump cut, and then her guts are all over him. Yeah, I'm like, what and he's the just fuck? he's just covered in blood with his hands up, and his buddies go, "Damn those damn trip mines, missed one." No, when she you think she's gonna be like okay. That, I literally went, "Holy shit!" Like that got such a reaction. I mean, I'm like, "Oh my god!" I, I, I forgot to bring that up because that's uh, you leaned forward and I saw him covered in blood. I was like, "Oh yeah, I need to bring that up real quick." It's so stupid. So fucking. <laughs> All right, go on. No, man. Like I've seen some shit, but <laughs> this is definitely some shit. <laughs> I look, I'm glad we finally fucking watched this movie though, to be honest. So I never have to watch the kid. It was it was a good way to end the year because I was like, God damn it, this fucking it's How are we gonna end the year? Velocipaster. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanna say I don't recommend it, but still go watch it. <laughs> oh, it's 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 a trap. Double feature of this and adult swim you'll log. Yes. And, and the room for good yes. measure. Yeah, I had so okay. 
you're not the first person that's tried to get me to watch this. Literally, my last time living at Disney, one of my roommates, I shit you not, every night, every night we were all we were all at the apartment. Hey guys, what's uh let's watch Velocipaster. Let's watch Velocipaster. No, dude, we're not watching fucking Velocipaster. We don't want to watch that shit. You we watch the room with you. That's as far as we're going. And I can finally say I watched it. So Adolfo, buddy, if you're watching, if you're listening to this, this is for you. I I had a shit ton of fun with this movie. It's so stupid. It's so bad. But I honestly thought it was kind of decent. Like it's like I wouldn't expect. Of course you did. Of course you did. I wasn't expecting some shit. But this movie knew exactly what it was. Knew exactly what it was wanted to be. And it was that movie. It wasn't trying to be overly serious. It told a stupid story and it told it well. I thought some of the camera shots looked better than they should have. Like I thought it was going to look shitty like the room, but it looked de- it looked decent. The plot uh, twist. Don't mention don't, the don't tell the plot twist. Don't yeah. tell the plot twist. Such a big plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that, huge. But that dude, that fight scene at the end. Oh my god. The fucking The funniest thing. thing about that com the costume was the fact that like he couldn't even stand up straight in it so the fucking thing had a hunchback. Yeah, and like, you could see the flaps at the bottom just flapping in the fucking wind. I'm like, the oh my god. Just... Or when he, get, when he gets shot by the arrow towards the end, he's like, I guess my hand is immune. <laughs> I don't fine. understand when he went from pastor to fucking badass in a Chevelle. <laughs> just the power of the Velocipaster, yeah. man. I want to be mad at you for making us watch this, Tyler, but I can't because I had fun with this. I, I knew out of everybody you were going to enjoy this the most. To be <laughs> okay, 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 okay. For, for like Joe, for Joe, huh? if gun to your head, if you had to choose a movie to live, this or Laser Squad? Lots of bastard. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Laser Team had a budget, though. So did yeah. this. So did this. $36,000. Hold on. What did Laser Team have? Give me a second. Okay. So a little context of how I came across this movie. <laughs> me and some friends were at the pool at my place, you know, down there and had a couple of drinks and stuff like that. And then we were like, yeah, let's just go back upstairs, watch a movie. Couldn't think of anything to watch. So we just went on Amazon, came across Velocipaster. <laughs> we were like, you want to check this out? And they were like, yeah, sure. Threw it on and just did not stop laughing the whole fucking time. The- then I, I recommend you check out this movie. It should be on Amazon still. I'm not sure. It could be on Tubi. It is called Killer Sofa. I will gladly watch that. <laughs> to me, there's there's an art to making an intentionally bad movie. Like, yeah, I'll give you a, that. Yeah, there's yeah. a difference between you know trying to make something amazing with a very little budget and there's you know making a movie intentionally bad which is exactly what this was right if you don't know the inspiration behind it was he like the guy who created it was texting somebody meant to put a velociraptor into auto corrected to velosa and pastor and he's like (laughs) i'm gonna make a movie about that that's the greatest story. <laughs> and ever. That's exactly all you need to know going into this movie, pretty much. Like, that's what you're getting is that whole mindset 
in an hour and a half and stuff like that. It's it's amazing. I I love intentionally bad movies like this. Like I love Kung Pao. I love this. It's no UD, and that's why like I like when you pick a stupid movie. I'm like yeah. I know it's gonna suck, but it's gonna be like, fun. It's it's gonna be bad, but you're gonna have fun with it. <laughs> but yeah, God, I'm so glad y'all finally watched this. And honestly, the reactions were a lot better than I was expecting them to be. So yeah. Don't At least y'all had fun fine. watching it. <laughs> She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> oh, <God>. She's fine. <laughs> I thought I legit thought there was gonna be a last minute twist where she turns into a fucking Velosa Velociraptor or some shit. <laughs> where he got, I'm like, man. But, Apparently the dude wants to make a sequel, and I'm like, God, I okay. hope so. The, Let's uh, go. The guy who the main character he's on tiktok as like the velocipastor or something like that and he's just in character for every tiktok he's got the collar on and everything it's it's beautiful <laughs> the final film of this episode and for this year we'll be talking about cole probably one of cole's Drum roll. Five, Drum probably one of cole's top five movies of the year this isn't even making the top 10 <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about Black Adam because we finally all saw Black Adam. I saw because it. Because it's finally one. on HBO Max. It's finally on HBO Max. Yeah, you saw it on day one, you piece of shit. Now, to be fair, I I did tell myself that I was going to go watch it in theaters because even though I wasn't very excited about it, I needed to support it because it's DC. And if I want to see DC continue, I needed to go support this movie. But so what you're not. saying, Joe, is DC's going through all his issues right now because you didn't go see Black Adam. Probably. Go. Probably. We have Joe to thank for James Gunn. Thank you. It's Joe. all your you, fault. You have saved, you have saved actually, us all. Thank you. <laughs> you have saved us. Hey, hey, Cole. Cole, we don't we don't do flip flopping on this podcast. You're not going to come in here and cry in the Discord like good doing this, and then go on Facebook and be like he's the greatest thing ever. Woo-hoo! Yeah. You all cried about James Gunn. I suggested this. No, I'm saying uh, flip flops. I'm still I know, flip flops. I trust James Gunn. I think he's actually going to do a good I job. Don't t- I don't That's trust That's not what you say in the Discord. He hasn't passed the sniff test for me yet. Uh, I'm keeping my eye on, Jim- on Jimmy C. Anyway, I'm sorry, Jimmy G. Joseph. <laughs> um, yeah, we finally watched, finally watched Black Adam. And um, honestly, I don't, I'm not really sure where to begin with this movie because. You want me to start, or do you want? Go ahead. Give me fifteen years to gather my thoughts, and then give you a mediocre take on it. <laughs> yeah, that that's my first issue. You're first of all, you're telling me he took fifteen years to make this movie. Yeah. He took fifteen years. Yeah, he's been developing this movie since he was this small. Audience can't see it, but it's really small. He was probably about thirty-five. Was he now fifty? Yeah. I don't know what he is now. I don't care about The Rock. And you're also telling me that this, this movie that he took, this movie that he took 15 years to make, is was supposed to be the movie that saved DC. The, the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change. Because, buddy. You know, he wasn't wrong about that because it did. And <laughs> yeah. It it no longer, it, he's it no longer that hierarchy. He <laughs> fucking killed DC. Um it is the most unwatch. It, well, okay. First of all, it is more watchable than Morbius was. I'll give it that because here's the thing. I didn't finish Morbius. 
I, I stopped Morbius 30 minutes in. I actually sat through this movie. Um, so while just to remind the audience real quick, I gave Morbius half a star on Letterbox. Black Adam gets a star on Letterbox simply because I was able to sit through it and actually finish it. Um, but is the most cookie cutter, boring, repetitive superhero film I've ever seen out of all the superhero films. And I don't, let me, let me explain that real quick. I don't exactly mean repetitive as in we've seen this story before. Of course, we've seen an origin story before. I mean, repetitive as in the movie plays out like this. You get introduced to the character. You get introduced to the other characters, which is the Justice Society. You get Black Adam fighting the bad guys. And then you get the Justice Society fighting Black Adam because of a big misunderstanding, pretty much. And then they're like, all right, well, we get what you're doing now. Let's move on. And then what does Black Adam do? He goes and fights the bad guys again. And then what does the Justice Society do? They start fighting Black Adam again. And then they're like, oh, shit, that's right. You're fighting the bad guys. I guess we'll work together. It's just that over and over again throughout the entire movie. Um, so that's what I mean by it's repetitive. Like I said, we've seen origin stories before. We're, we're It's a new character. I was expecting an origin story. That's fine, whatever. Um, but just the like this the simplicity of this like beat for beat this is what we're doing all right two scenes later we're doing that exact same scene over again was dumb um the rock is such a one-dimensional actor in everything he does yet somehow it's worse in this movie uh it blows my mind the pull that he has when it comes to landing roles or talking studios into making certain decisions over others but uh, hey i guess money talks this movie had no idea what it wanted to be at some parts the tone and vibe felt very early Zack snyder-esque um perfect example is the opening scene where they like kick the dude off the cliff or whatever that felt like us that felt like i was watching this is sparta on 300 like that's exact the framing of that scene the lighting of that scene the coloring of that scene just the general cinematography of that scene Felt like I just was watching a copy and pasted version of This is Sparta from 300. Um, and uh, there was a couple parts where it felt early, where it felt like I was watching Watchmen as well. Um, others that felt very early 2000s Fox superhero film before they really took off. And during other parts, it felt very low budget, straight to the $5 bin at Walmart mockbuster. Like this, it, it was all over the place tone wise. So that's, that was a bad choice in my opinion. I think most of the budget went towards making the rock look smaller than he is because he was significantly less beefed out in this movie. And they're, the only way you can do that is CGI. The, um, it took away from the CGI budget because the CGI is terrible. Also, some of the plot choices in this movie were just annoying and it also felt like certain parts of the plot, mostly the parts involving the Justice Society, were happening like in the middle of a story. Like it kind of felt like you get introduced to the Justice Society and then they just start fighting a Black Adam. But like 
they're all talking like they've been doing this for like 15 years. And I understand maybe ex, like, uh, expositionally, yeah, sure, they have been doing it for 15 years. But this is the first time we're ever seeing these characters. This is the first time Dr. Fate has ever been on screen. This is the first time Hawkman or whatever his name is has ever been on screen. This is the first time uh, Adam has ever been on screen or in whatever she, I didn't know who the fuck. I thought she was Stargirl half the movie. I thought she was Star Cyclone, who I think, I don't know who Cyclone is in terms of the comics, but I think she's meant to be <coughs> related to Red Tornado, who is a member of the Justice Society in the comics. I but Red Tornado's a I don't robot, know who so I'm not too is. sure. Anyway, I thought it was, like I said, I thought it was the chick from fucking uh, Teen Titans for most of the movie, Star Stargirl or whatever her name is. Uh, but anyway, they're all Star talking Fire. like, yeah, whatever. They're all talking like, yeah, we've been doing this for 10 years. We're, we're such a great team. I'm like, this is the first time I've ever seen you, buddy. Like, you're throwing me into the middle of your story. And then you get like, look, I will. The one good thing I will say about this movie is Dr. Fate. He was perfectly played by Pierce Brosnan. And he looked really, and I'm, I've said it for almost two, three years, two, three years now. On this podcast, two years, I think we're at. Uh, I don't like comic books. I don't like comic book movies. The only reason I know about Dr. Fate is because I played the um, Injustice games. And he looked clean as hell in this movie. He looked like he, from my perspective, took him straight out of the Justice Injustice game and put him in this movie. He looked really good. Um, but just for, for me, the the tone of this movie, like the fact that it was all over the place and didn't really know what it wanted to be kind of just kills the momentum of the movie itself. I think if they took out the justice society and just let, let it be an origin story as boring as that would have been too. But like deep down, there is a good story there between a father and a son and like ancient history kind of ish but because the rock wants to make everything about himself because let's let's be honest this movie was never about black adam this movie was never about shazam this movie was never about justice society even though the rock tried to make it about the justice society by like being the one to personally call all the actors that play the justice society and being like hey buddy i really like you I want you to play this character because he did famously, I don't know if he did for everyone, but I do know Aldous Hodge, the guy who plays Hawkman or whatever he is. um, He, the rock personally called him. He answered it. He said, Hey, this is Dwayne Johnson. He says, no, fuck it isn't hung up on him. Rock calls back. (laughs) Hey, this is Dwayne Johnson. I'm not joking this time. He's like, okay, what do you need? He's like, I want you to play this character in the black Adam movie. I was like, all right, whatever. So, but like, Cool. You you reached out to a you reached out to a fellow actor to give him a job, but then you made the movie about yourself. Yeah. And like, if you if you took out the Justice Society there, because like, like I said, if you take out the Justice Society, you can make the movie about yourself and have a decent story. Like I said, about a father and a son, because like honestly, that the whole like true champion story is kind of decent, like. The fact that he isn't the true champions of Kondike or whatever it's called, um, like that's it. That's interesting. That's interesting. Like I don't know. Find a way to incorporate his son a little bit more than just some flashbacks. 
and but it from the very beginning this has always been about the rock because everything he's ever said about this movie was i've taken 15 years to make this movie this movie wouldn't be made without me this movie i'm changing dc universe me 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 and when the first and he it's gotten to the point that i don't know if you guys know this but uh supposedly he's lied about the income numbers that it's made yeah he allegedly fudged the numbers i believe like (laughs) it hasn't even broke even he said it did it hasn't even gotten near the mark to break even and it's simply because the rock wants to feel like he's doing something big it's a vanity and i'm and i'm sorry but you're the rock you you obviously have pole in hollywood you you're the most paid actor in the world and you're telling me the the one thing you want to do is make the most basic ass superhero movie in a very saturated market of superhero movies. Also, it's Black Adam. You're playing a C tier character at best. You you don't need your own fucking go go be in the Shazam movie. Go fight Shazam. That's the only reason your character exists. Yeah, you're playing a copy of another character. Exactly, <laughs> and you're like, that's you're Shazam arch enemies. I should be excited to see you on the big screen. And Sam is like, yeah, that was kind of neat, I guess. This movie was not good for 15 years worth of a passion project. <laughs> you're, you're, and I, I agree with a lot of Brady's points. I mean, obviously, yeah, it was, it was never about the, the character as much as he wants to say it was, you know, he, he loved Black Adam and stuff like that. And I agree with Cole. He, he had no business getting his own origin story like this because. He's technically a villain. You want to classify him as an anti-hero? Okay, cool. That 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 kind of checks out too, according to comic book lore. But he's he's a villain to Shazam. There is no need for him to have a full-on origin story like this. He even admits it in the movie. I'm not a superhero. I'm not a hero. So why are we here then? Other than for your own vanity. I, I I went in with zero expectations. I did like the opening sequence because, like Brady said, it did give me the early on early Snyder vibe. Uh, you know, i.e. three hundred Watchmen. I totally agree. The pacing with it was fine. The lighting with it, everything gave me that vibe. I was like, okay, cool. But then you're instantly giving me Black Adam right from the like, you know, maybe less than five minutes later, and we're already here with him. He was very, he was just very monotone with the character. And if this was your favorite character and you were passionate about it, put some fucking gusto in it, buddy. Because it was bland. You were just, hey, cool, whatever. Monotone ass. Like, that's not. Tell him the men in black suit you. Yeah. And you know what? That's. The whole that's where thing. that's what I was saying that the 2000s like Fox vibe was like yeah the fact that you have a kid telling a superhero how to be a superhero. Now look, I know Shazam did that. Yeah, I but Shazam did it so much better. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But like the whole catchphrase and honestly the the song choices for this for the action scenes. I bet they regret that Kanye song so much right now. <laughs> the action like it was just so like so stupid like. There were dated songs, and I was like, "God, this is not good." I I hated that they made the Justice Society 
basically basically plays second fiddle to him. I liked how they painted them because they were in another country that hated like government ruling them. And so when the Justice Society came to show up and help them, they fucking basically booed them and like get the fuck out. But I, I hated that they you made these superheroes play second fiddle to you. Now the Justice Society was essentially the Justice League before it was the Justice League. And uh, it was, you know, Dr. Fate was one of the original uh, founders of the Justice Society, and so was Hawkman. I liked Hawkman's charisma. I liked his intensity. I thought he was a good choice for him. Good young guy. I fucking loved Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. Perfect casting. He, he, played the, 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 he played the character very well. He had the best fucking costume of any DC movie or any, any superhero movie. Gorgeous. Gorgeous fucking costume. Mm-hmm. The gold and the blue and the way they, they used CGI for him was phenomenal. I thought they, he was the best thing about this movie. I did like that they did the uh, Iron Man inside the mask thing with him too. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that. Um, because if you don't know who Dr. Fate is, then yeah, he basically has to sell his soul to, to, doc, to, the, to the helmet. It's not of this world. And he can stay in there too long if the helmet doesn't let him get out. Yeah, the helmet, it's like a spirit named Nabu, if I'm yeah. remembering correctly. Yeah. And like in the cartoon. They don't mention, but. They talk about this like in Young Justice. Um, yeah, that's... Because uh, he basically loses his soul into the helmet. And he becomes Dr. Fate forever. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, but I, I, I loved it. I did not like Adam Smasher. I liked. I thought it was cool that they showed Henry Winkler as the original Adam Smasher over the phone because this is his grandson. Question for you comic nerds. Uh-huh. Did Henry Winkler play this character before in any other thing? I don't think or so. Or was that just a way to have like, oh, this is the old, kind of like Michael Douglas was the original Ant-Man. I think that was the same thing yeah, with like Ant-Man with Michael okay. Douglas. Same just concept. Just to kind of pass into the torch type deal. Which, which, funny you say that because I feel like with Adam Smasher, they went like we need him to act like Paul Rudd, but not Paul Rudd, because he. I feel like he went the same route. Funny, but not too funny. Yeah, because look at it. Because you have Michael Douglas being Hank Pym, and then Paul Rudd being the new Ant Man. Yeah, and then Henry you Winkler, have that Deadpool mask. You have the Henry Winkler as the original Adam Smasher passing on to his grandson, and young guy, kind of figuring out his footing in this whole thing. And like he tried to be funny like Paul Rudd and it just was not working. That was another part where I was like, I felt like it was repetitive. Like every time Adam Smasher did something and Hawkman would just be like, you, me, later. Like, yeah. And, but they never showed like, a, like a they later. had a perfect yeah. comedy moment scene for that. Like to show what later meant and they never did. No, not at all. Um, I, I didn't get Ant-Man from that. Like power, power wise. Yeah, I got Ant-Man, but the way he acted, I honestly got more Ezra Miller's Flash. Like no, not for me. It was for me. It was Ant Man. I don't know. For me, I I saw him as like just wasn't really doing much, but just would pop up, say something kind of witty, and then disappear. Yeah, for sure. So. Okay, I can see that. Um, yeah, just this movie was not great, and I wanted to like it more. I wanted to really give it a chance. Give it a chance. Um. 
But for 15 years of work, if you give me 15 years and the money he had, I'm sure I could have done something better than this. I don't understand why they shrunk him down. Because he's like, too big? Physique was. But here's the thing. You're the rock. That dude has big ass arms. Like, look how big that dude is. And you're telling me you don't want to be like, like as a superhero, that'd be cool to be that buff. You know, yeah, I guess, but like you wouldn't need to put the padding in it to make you look bigger than you are. I feel like no superheroes ever really been that big, though. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, yeah, but if you're if you're the rock, rather you're big. Gonna, look, he's the rock. He's about himself. Why not just let him be himself? I did not like that they like you said that the CGI don't make him look smaller because they didn't CGI his head and his head stayed the same size and it looked too bulky. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you're an idiot. And also, can I say I I I think the timestamp is like 112 or like 128 when he's chasing the jet and he's like that, like leaning forward and like they're like kind of panning closer to his head. He looks fucking stupid. He looks like a thumb, a thumb in a black suit. <laughs> That's become a meme. Yes. Okay. So you know what scene I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, it looks so bad, and like, oh, there's there's some of these scenes that just they don't look good. And I'm like, come on, like you've now now that I'm thinking about it, the scene the scene where they play paint it black and like he's like destroying all the military stuff. Yeah, that was one of the scenes that I was like, oh, so it's Watchmen now. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, come on, man. Like, did he just catch a rocket? It was just this movie actually was all over the place and I'm an electrician. I did not like it. I mean the characters were okay, but like I said, I hated that they they made they painted the superheroes to look like idiots and second fiddle to to a what? To we don't know if he's a villain, is he a hero? I hated that they still use the word Shazam, even though he's not supposed to like tie into Shazam. Well, no, that's how he gets his powers. I know it is, but like, I mean, I get what he's saying. It's kind of dumb that, yeah, that the Rock, you know, had to make the movie about himself. So he's like declined any mention of Shazam or anything in the first, or Black Adam or anything in the first Shazam movie, and wouldn't let him do anything with it. And but he gets to mention it all he wants, kind of. And I know that's how he gets his powers. Yeah, he gets to mention it every time he wants to. Because yeah. when you think of it, you're gonna think of Shazam. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're really putting this one on the back burner. I hope he doesn't come back. As it, because he's Dwayne Johnson does not belong in this like in a franchise like in a system like this, because he's he's not about actually putting effort into anything. You can argue he's not with a team it. player. He's not a team player. Look at his track record with the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. He is he's just about making money. If he actually cared about the movies he'd make, he wouldn't make so fucking many. And he have a nomination somewhere. He's bad for business for me, like in my opinion. Like, I mean, yes, he makes a lot of fucking money, but that's all he does. He just needs he doesn't he doesn't give shit. He just wants to make money and move on. Can we say it wasn't that bad? I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna fly to Florida and kick your ass. <laughs> so choose your next words wisely. I liked it fine. Deck your halls right now, buddy. I, I liked it fine. Can we please, for the love of God, stop with the villain origin stories? I'm tired. Venom was fine. Venom was fine. 
Venom 2, I don't know what the fuck happened there. Hold on. Hold, 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 hold. I, I know, on. I know, I know. I you are an... Hold on. No, no. I gave it a good review. I remember. What did he say? Because no. I left. You're annoyed by the fact that there's too many villain origin stories, but you're not annoyed by the fact that literally every other fucking Marvel movie is a fucking origin story? Oh, you're off the show. I'm done with you. You going to answer this? I'm done with this guy. You're you're I, literally annoyed by the fact that they keep doing the same thing over and over again. The same thing that I've been annoyed about for 10 fucking years now. You're now annoyed just because it's a villain. Are you serious right now? So anyway, you were the I, worst I, fan I really in all your, of fandom. I you really wish worst. your pacemaker worked. Oh my God. <laughs> You you are literally the worst fan of all of fandom, dude. I can I like I love you to death, but you make me have a brain aneurysm sometimes. I don't know how I'm still alive. I don't know how my pacemaker hasn't gone off right now. Like it's like going back to the other day in the chat when I sent you a video of the literal writer of Scream saying, "Hey, because this is how I wrote it, this character is dead." And you're like, wow, no, I don't believe that. That's a dumb decision. He's the literal creator. Wes Craven did nothing except tell the actors where to stand. I'm sorry. I love Scream. I love Wes Craven. But that's all he did in that movie. Kevin Williamson is Scream. And you're telling me because you do not like the fact that an actor that you enjoy is no longer in a movie, so you don't agree with the fucking creator's stance on the thing he created? Sure, I get it. It's it, it, I get it. You can disagree with some things like, I don't know, J.K. Rowling being a piece of shit. Like, anything that well, bitch says... I don't disagree says, with that at all. Anything that bitch says, yeah, be, be that fan that disagrees with everything she says. But for good property, like Scream, or, or, or this, or your superhero movies... Because you're a huge fan of these fucking movies, you're a huge you're the you're the first person to come out here and be like, you know what I really like reading the comics too. Because in the comics they did this and it transferred over to the movie like this. But you're telling me you're getting annoyed by them doing the same exact movie that they've been doing just because it's a bad guy versus Jerry the Lube Man. Oh, well, hey, get his name right. It's Jerry the Human Lube Bottle. I, I just don't Not understand. to be confused with Domino, the white man. I just know. don't think villains typically lend themselves to like a solo film. Like, especially if you're just introducing them in their own film. Like, why would I don't get the logic in that? Like, I genuinely don't. I get what you're saying, Brady. And yes, some of the, you know, recent Marvel stuff has been not great. In fact, I don't think any of it, aside from maybe Black Panther, is going to make my list this year. That probably won't even make it either. But anyway, this movie, it's fine. This should have just been a Justice Society movie. It did. Like, they could have pulled what they did with the first Avengers movie, where they fought like Loki said, and have them fight take Black something Adam. out of the story and make it a make it a movie. You don't need they, it to be. They, they chose the wrong people for the Justice Society. You'd have to replace Cyclone and Adam Smasher. Hawkman and Dr. Fate can stay because those are established like Justice League people. Right. But you have to change Cyclone and Adam I, Smasher. And that's the thing with Cyclone. Why not just bring in Red Tornado? I, I don't understand the logic in that. I mm -hmm. uh, Adam Smasher was fine. 
uh, Pierce Brosnan as Doctor. He was my favorite thing about this movie, and to me, he is. This is the best casting in a superhero movie since Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Like, I'm sorry, but this is some of the most spot on shit I've seen. Like, he was phenomenal. Uh, the guy I forget his name, but the guy who played Hawkman, he was great too. He was fun. Aldous Hodge. Yeah. He also played uh MC Rin in Straight Out of Compton. Okay. Yeah, he was good. I liked him. The Rock, I don't know what this performance was, but he was like monotone half the time. It's yeah. the same oh, performance yeah. that he does all the time. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh, don't tell the man black sent you. Even the 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 joke the, the tone, like you guys said, the tone was all over the place. Like it's part comedy, but then they're like, oh, it's all serious and shit. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then you get to the third act and the villain comes out of what's his name? Sabak comes out of fucking nowhere. But great name, by the way. That's the name of the card game in Star Wars. Cool. cool. Great I forgot name, that there was an actual like villain in this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause cause he shows up for like five minutes and then the fight literally last like 30 seconds because he grabs him by the horns or whatever like headbutts him and then that's pretty much it rips his face in half yeah yeah Mm. it's no you just reminded me of something i want to make a point of literally every action movie the rock has done since walking tall i think is because obviously i don't think he did anything in scorpion king because he was a scorpion um but (laughs) Literally every action movie that he does ha- since then, he always has to hit a, one wrestling move on someone. See, yeah. he rock bottom. He rock bottoms Hawkman in the the apartment fight scene. You're right. Yeah, he does. It, and it's all these wrestling moves. I'm just like, dude, what are you? Can I just say, the the final kill of Sabak was was awesome. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. And he fucking ruined it with the catchphrase. Had he not said the catchphrase and just ripped them in half the way he did down the middle, I'm like, you know what? That was pretty fucking sick. Yeah. Tell him the man. But he hit him with the. Tell him that the the man in black sent you. You fucking idiot. I I will say. You know what this movie reminded me of, especially like that final fight scene, the first Suicide Squad movie. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. I can see it. I can see it. I'd, I'd say this is slightly better than Suicide Squad. Mm. Slightly. Maybe because of Dr. Fate, but... I think I like the first Suicide Squad a little bit better. <laughs> um, I, th- I thought the the kid was fine at times. Other times he was just annoying. You know what it is? You know why they couldn't get better people for the Justice Society? Because had you they picked... had to spend all their money on demuscling him and paying him. At- had you picked a more recognizable group of heroes, that would have meant you had to get a more recognizable name. Yeah, and he's and then he's fighting for screen time. I don't but know. I didn't think I, about that, but you're because he's again no, making it about himself. Yeah, show I, the Rock. I still I think this should have just been a Justice Society move. The Rock needs to take a break. He he's all over Hollywood. I like some of his stuff. I like the newer Jumanji movies. Jungle Cruise was fun. But he's in everything now, and it's just getting to be a little too much. And it's been too much for years. In the fact, what really pisses me off, he was supposed to be in the first Shazam movie, Black Adam was, which okay, that makes sense. 
Shazam is supposed to fight Black Adam. They're mortal enemies. They get their powers from the same wizard. Cool. Let's do that. The Rock calls up Warner Brothers, and he's like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Give me my own movie. I'm like, what? And then they offer him a cameo in Shazam too. No, we're not doing that. Because his ego is so big, it can't even fit in his fucking forehead anymore. And he's just, ah, he infuriates me. He's got this great, they give him this, this character that could be doing all these things. Instead, they give him this kind, this pretty much subpar origin story. And I don't know. It's, it's what it's fine. Let it's the fine. Flow through your veins, cool. It's fine. You're it's you're fine. only say I, again. You're only saying it's fine because you're trying to justify the fact your fandom. It's okay to say it sucks. No, I actually didn't hate it. Don't that's the, the that's the thing that sucks. Don't be I the dog in the burning apartment saying it's fine. Be mad. I will say that the post credit scene is the best fucking thing about this movie. But <laughs> Which absolutely that means nothing. And that's another thing. It, it, it means, means nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing now. It yep. means nothing. <laughs> but, like, the, funny, that the funniest scene, part about that to me, the funniest part about that to me is I kept hearing that next time you see Henry Cavill as Superman, that's the final time he's going to be Superman. That didn't age well. <laughs> <laughs> it did no, not age well. Like, I... I've made it clear in the past. I'm not a Superman fan. I don't care about the character. I I get. I, I like some. I like some of his appearances in the comics. I like some aspects of his character overall. I'm not a fan. Cavill was the first. Cavill's performance in Man of Steel was the first time I felt something for that character. So seeing him pop up, dude, I screamed like a fucking bitch in the theater. I w- I was very happy to see him. Am I sad he's going to be gone? Yeah, but I'm glad they're trying to fix the, the. I don't think. And here's the thing: they can reboot it. They can do whatever they want. There's no fixing this. It's too far gone. I genuinely, I, tr- I believe in James Gunn. I trust James Gunn. I don't think he's going to be able to do it. It's too far gone. It's too. It's too late. We're too many movies in. Well, that's it's what a just not going to happen. That's my review. Farewell to, farewell to the DCEU, even though we've got a few more of these left, I guess. Just a cap on Henry Henry Cavill. Um, can we all talk about what he's, what he's going to do next? Um, James Bond. Don't fucking or take Hammer my take, 4, you piece of shit. Or Hyperion. Don't take my take. He's doing Warhammer. Hyperion. Shut up, Cole. I said he should play James Bond, but now he has a big project he's working on with Amazon. Uh, he's doing Warhammer 40k, uh, which, I mean, this guy is a king of nerds. Yeah, and he's that's, a big but how Warhammer dumb do you fan. think? He, how dumb do you think he feels right now, dropping The Witcher like he did? So sure he was going back to DC. I don't think he feels dumb. It wasn't his fault. I yeah. wouldn't say. I would say it's not his fault. Well, then because... Netflix should really be like, "Hey, buddy, let's rehire you." Because they haven't started well, production on season also, three. Also, like I also read that season four, they I were going three is the last one with him. I also read that with The Witcher, they were they wanted to, to take uh, the plot more into their own hands and not be true to the lore, and he wasn't too happy about that. So yeah. that could also be another reason. Yeah, because he, he he's a big fan of the books, and they were not, and he what he yeah, like you said, like he just wasn't happy with yeah. that. So and Tyler, like, what's your like we talked like we talked about real quick that 
Warner Bros. is like, hey, go ahead and announce that you're coming back as 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 Superman. Yeah. And then literally the next week, James Gunn took over. Yeah. But, it may have but, been two weeks, but it was very shortly after he announced that. James Gunn was like, oh, what do we got here? Henry Cavill, fuck off. Yeah, okay, that's it for that. Tyler! Tyler! Y'all pretty much hit everything that I had, but I'll just go ahead and read my notes. It's not a lot or anything like that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for a role that Dwayne Johnson pushed so hard to play, it sure felt like he was half half-assing at this whole movie. It felt like nobody in this movie really showed any kind of emotion the whole two hours. It was all just stiff and bland acting the whole time. I called the twist on how the kid from the beginning wasn't Dwayne Johnson from the moment he popped up. And as much as y'all talk about how bad Marvel CGI is, DC has always been so much worse. And somehow, 11 years after Green Lantern, DC still hasn't learned its lesson about CGI suits. The score and soundtrack wasn't too bad, except that Kanye was included. included. And the story itself was okay, but all the actors felt like they were just phoning it in for the most part. I did enjoy the accidental foreshadowing of all the Justice League posters getting destroyed in the kids' room by Black Adam. Good bit of cruel irony. Uh, it definitely could have been a lot worse, but I'm glad I waited it waited on this one rather than seeing it in theaters. You know, the him post him punching all the posters, I felt like it was a fuck you, I can kick your ass. Fuck yeah. you, I can kick your ass. That's exactly how I took it. But if you notice, the one that stayed upright was Batman. Yep. Yeah. But that's probably that's probably a hundred percent DC going. He he's literally our like entire company. Yeah. Yeah. You can't you can't punch Batman's poster. No, I, I literally just started laughing as like that was happening because I was like, huh, he called it. <laughs> the rock predicted it all. Yep. No, I just like I mean to be fair, he did change the DC universe. He did he fucking destroyed <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dwayne. You gave us. But a here's here's the other thing Thank that I find. You, it... Thank, Thank you, Dwayne. Thank you, Dwayne. Thank you. <laughs> you still got it. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I find interesting though is the fact that this movie came out October twentieth ish, around that time, um, and Black Panther came out November twelfth ish. November eleventh. 12th-ish, around that time. Where's the Black Adam Funko Pop? In the garbage. Um, all I'm just, of the... I'm just, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I've seen more, more um, Black Panther merch. Like, Target has a whole section for it. I don't think I've seen any Black Adam merchandise. I There is exactly. Black Adam merchandise. It's, sit, it's just sitting there. I've seen a lot of it on clearance. It's just really, I have not seen a fucking thing. I'm I, always, but yeah, I'm with Joe. I haven't seen anything. I, the uh, the DC multiverse figures that they do, the McFarland seven inch, those those are those are sold out. But like the kid, the figures meant for like little kids. Those what are, are those bought, multiverse they're, they're, ones? For the, are those Todd McFarlane ones? Are those? Yes. Yeah. Are those for the movie? Yeah, they're for the movie. The, though I haven't seen those since like the week before the movie came out. They've been sold out. Um, but the ones meant for like little kids that have, that Spin Master or whoever made those, you can still find. They're clogging the pegs. I literally I was at Target today and I saw a two pack of Black Adam and uh, Hawkman like twelve inch figures just chilling there, and there they had like eight of them. Yeah, but I said Funko Pop because I feel like that's the thing that. You right, sold right. more. 
And I think like, imagine I imagine this. Pro- I, I know imagine, I saw promo images for some, but I never I haven't seen them in person. Imagine this. It's the 90s. This movie comes out and Black Panther comes out a week later. Yet all the Black Panther beanie babies are sold out, but it, the all the all the uh you know black Adam beanie babies are still there. That's showing you that something made to, beanie babies of either of those. They they made themed beanie babies, but my point is, is that's where Funko is at this point. Funko is the new Beanie Baby. Yeah, that's why I haven't bought one in through like four years. Like they they do more than just their figures now. Like I sent you guys some pictures the other day. They did pictures of or um they Good did enough. a Funko Justice League pack that are, look like gingerbread men. They have some that yeah. are movie scenes. They have uh, fig pins that are Funko ones. I did find a Black Adam on the throne Funko pop. So 20, two 23 the movie. <laughs> 2392 through a hot topic. Anyone want to go in on it? No. <laughs> well, my point is, is like you barely like when a Marvel, even even earlier DC I'm movies. I'm halfway like down Justice, the Google page, so that tells you a lot. <laughs> yeah. But my point is this. Um, even earlier DC movies like Justice League and things like that, you had a decent amount of merch that you could see. You know what I mean? They they pushed a little bit of it, um, not a whole lot, but and it we was tend still to get there. spoilers from toys too. Yeah, I oh I the, honestly the cannot, DC I multiverse can... figure of Sabak is how I knew he was in this fucking movie. Because <laughs> but yeah, so my point is, is like, it just seems like not even DC had confidence in this movie. But I don't know. We will, I'm sure, talk about the Rock more in 2023. But for now, that is the final episode and a wrap on 2022 Movication Season 77, Part 3, Appendix 7. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, We will see you guys in 2023 in our first episode in January with 2022 Year in Review. I'm Brady. I'm Cole. We're never going to get that right. (laughs) We're not. (laughs) Sorry, I was in person named Black Adam. I'm Joe. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.